No bugs, mission accomplished. No bugs at all, nothing. He caught all of them. There's no way that there's a bug in this time. Dude, what is this? What does this say? What does this say? It cre it it create Get off the stage. Oh. Oh shit. Terra Flare? Huh. Let's fucking go. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. That was fucking sick. Welcome everybody to uh, Mock Talk episode uh, 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. 241. Well, I can do it. I, I heard you talking. I was like, perfect. It's perfect, Pyro. Uh, no, it's okay. I forgive you, dude. Uh, 241. Today is September uh, 11, 2021. Uh, and. Uh, if you haven't seen Mog Talk before, it's a show based around a Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chuckle Boy Racing. And today we are going to be talking about lore, and of course, before we get too much into it, I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, first, Pyro. Actually, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, dude. Well, uh, I'm Pyromancer. I oh. Final Fantasy. Now? All right, say that one more and, time. Uh, Sorry, I, I, oh? I didn't unmute you. Oh, it's okay. I didn't even it's realize okay. it, but go ahead. I scuffed you, you scuffed me, it's a one for one. You know what, this we'll is the best it. opening I've ever had in my life. Go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself, Pyro. Um, uh, my name is Pyromancer. I'm a Final Fantasy 14 streamer, a new one. Uh, I recently became a full-time Final Fantasy streamer. That doesn't mean I stream 40 hours a week, but I do stream on Tuesdays and Fridays over on my Twitch. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of lore stuff specifically, so I go through the story. I take notes down in a notebook, and uh, that's what I do. So it's my second time here. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I, I'm actually really, really excited for this discussion based on our discussion last time. But before we get to that, I have a partner in crime here, Moose, who tries to make me not look as stupid when we talk about lore topics. Uh, Moose, could you tell everybody who you are? Yeah, uh, I'm Anani Moose. I'm a 14 player. And that's, I mean, like, I don't even know how to do these introductions. I wing it every time. I never know what to say. I have been playing since Endgame was Coblins, and I answer a lot of lore questions, and somehow I end up here. That's right. pretty much how this goes. Um, that, let's just go with that. That's my intro for today. You know what? There you go. All right. Uh, welcome. Yeah, welcome. And also, just to <laughs> throw that in there, Moose also did editing for the lore book, uh, officially for Final Fantasy XIV. He also is considered one of the lore gods of Final Fantasy XIV that sticks to forms and is uh extremely impressive and i think i've only seen him get tripped up by one question in lore so far yeah just so. put me on more shows i'll trip out more <laughs> okay all right so get us into this i do want to check in with you pyro pyro it's been like how many months like two months since you're on <clears> last <throat> time since we first uh came yeah. on together i think yeah. it was probably they have like two three months then yeah. again a month to me feels like a week right now it's yeah. it's insane so a lot has yeah. changed it's been a while yeah. yeah yeah i just gotten into the game and um 
I'm still practically just getting into the game, but uh, but now I'm in Heaven's Ward, so. Just, I've done just a lot, getting a lot into more. the game, but all the decor has changed there. I think in the, yeah. the background. Do my the, the, the room looks a little looks a little yeah. different? I, little is that so, yeah. is that is that the Lomenzen flag in the background? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Till C swallows all, baby. That's yes. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. How to get that? And, and I, I took down all the WoW stuff, of course. Obviously, mm -hmm. uh, if you've seen the clip, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you understand why that why that happened. The only thing that I kept up is the. Lich King helmet, which is, it's just because it's fucking awesome, mm -hmm. honestly, yeah. because it was expensive. So I'm not going to put it in a box. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I just cool. got it. So that's yeah. the one thing that I left, and everything else is Final Fantasy now with yeah. Final Fantasy books. I mean, yeah. When we we talked last time, uh, we were like, "Hey, are you going? Is this going to be something that you keep up with?" And holy <laughs> fuck, that's changed 100. Yeah, percent Yeah, you are. You are mm -hmm. definitely keeping up with it. Uh, yeah, and I'm. I'm excited. I, I'm personally very excited because I want to see what that <laughs> you're going to bring a lot to the lore community, I think, because uh, uh, people really love your energy and your voice acting is yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing to listen to. I had the pleasure of <laughs> listening you. to it. Thank uh, you. Agreed. Agreed. We did the because we did that first show together. Like every time something big happens you. with you, I get a bunch of DMs like, hey, guess what Pyro is up to? So, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's yeah. insane, dude. I can't believe the community uh, in this game is is in, in and around this game is just insane. I don't know. I think yeah. that's yeah. I that's mean, why that happens. Yeah. No. I mean, it's extremely welcoming, uh, especially people who love story because it's a very story focused yeah. game. Uh, yeah. And I think that a lot of the the players ha have been excited to see you here. And it's strange because now you're you're full time Final Fantasy fourteen streamer, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm putting out YouTube videos for it as well. And um, I quit, I quit my regular job, selling or being a supervisor for a sales department at a a retail store. And mm -hmm. and I I said fuck it, we're just gonna we're gonna go for it. And I have before, like I said, I, I was mm -hmm. full time before I started at that job. Mm -hmm. But now it's just a completely different ball game, different different game, literally, um, mm -hmm. different environment, different people. Uh, and it's it's pretty amazing this time around, dude. I'm very very thankful. For the uh the opportunity to do something like this it is there's no other way to put this it's literally changing my life uh so thank you thank you to both of you because you were very early to welcome me into this community and into this scene and uh, that means a lot to me and for <clears throat> for people watching thank you guys as well um because without the support of the the viewers um it wouldn't be a thing so thanks community is community is the name of the game for me like i yeah. i like to use this word campfire a lot um because i have this image in my head of us all just kind of sitting around at a campfire like very low stress very like everybody getting along drinking yeah. just bullshit and, and like that's the vibe i try to keep at all times and pretty much anybody who promotes that energy i want to talk to all the time like yeah. those are the people i want around so anybody that's like that i'm i'm i want to see more of that yeah Gotta spread that. Yeah, I'm fucking feeling good already, dude. Already feeling good. Thank you, Power, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Well, I mean, so we can go ahead and make sure we know where our, our kind of barrier is, kind of where we want to stay with spoilers and everything else. Can you just go ahead and let us know and everybody watching kind of where you are in the story? So, <clears throat> spoiler alert for people who are not into Heaven's Ward yet. You might want to mute this for a second. Because I'm going to name characters here to make it very clear where I'm at, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want anything past it. So if you haven't already done it, please mute. Mm -hmm. uh, I am at the point where 
I have just slain Tiamon, the consort of Nidhogg and Heavensward. And I am uh, slowly gaining my reconnection to the Blessings of Light. I just got the Earth Crystal. I believe I already had the Ice Crystal. Um, so that's basically where I'm, at, where I'm at. I've been going around with Astinian and Alphano um, and uh, Ysail. And that's basically where I'm at in the story. So still in 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that yeah. gives us a good like place to just like say, hey, let's not talk anywhere past that. We're going to mostly yep. focus on a Realm Reborn, but if there's references that go into that, maybe some things will uh, we can tie in a little bit safer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Not like uh, hold our tongue on it. We can't uh, talk about like the origin of dragons. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a very big topic that we will get yeah. into one day, uh, but not yeah. today. It- not today. Uh, yep. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, first things first. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before stream, but I want everybody to know watching. How's your how's your Notepad doing? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> when I play this game, I do voiceovers, just like um, Frosty said, and I also take notes. So in this notebook here, I have probably close to forty pages of notes now um, on stuff all through Realm Reborn, Crystal Tower, coils of coils. Um, all the Asian stuff, anything the Asians have ever said, basically I've written down. <laughs> uh, the Ice Heart stuff, I mean, it's pretty much... I'm going to have to get a new one soon, but I figure since I have this, I may as well finish using it. So. I, was, I was saying a bit about this before the stream, but like when you when you first started and we're on last time, you're like, yeah, I just started, I've got like four pages, just full of lore. <laughs> four whole I got, pages! I got all these messages like, he can't seriously intend to keep writing stuff down and look at this ladies and gentlemen he's done it <laughs> he's doing it i got 40 lots of pages and lots of paper <laughs> we'll be fine uh you know what i should but do? it does hurt my hands sometimes uh, it does god you know what i want mm. never mind i was thinking I, so i have like some cool like notebook stuff that i will i will never use and uh cool pen stuff that i would never use uh that eh, it's okay uh but like with square enix pins and like final fantasy 14 pins and like uh shadowbringers notebook that has like bound leather on it and everything else that they just gave to a me- uh, to us on a media tour i'm like i'm never really going to use it for anything i was like man you know <laughs> i'll think about yeah. it i'll think about it i'll think about it pyro I might send that, that would be insane you. but uh but yeah no pressure <laughs> Okay. Yeah, thanks for even considering doing that. That's awesome. Not That's how I got these Encyclopedia Eorzea books. But Yeah. No, I, I uh, messaged yeah. you as soon as uh, I saw it come up. I was like, you got yeah. to take advantage of thanks it. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm very thankful. You're going to get into those, I think, after Heaven's Ward, right? I think into- I can read the first one after like 3.3 or 3.5 or something. I think it's like 3.3, but I can't, I'm trying to, I can't I'm confirm trying to remember that. exactly where it was at. I remember, I think it might be... Three, four, right in the middle there. Cause, yeah, because I remember the, right in that the trailer. The trailer dropped right around that time. I think. I don't know. I'm spacing out a little bit on it. No worries. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Did they? they I think that. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I remember. The, I'm trying to remember when they advertised that they were selling it. Was it at a fan fest that they did it, or was it? Yeah, the, they so, they originally. they both came out. They both came out at a fan fest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what were you saying, Pyro? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I think I'm probably going to end, going to end up finishing Heaven's Ward 
before I crack the first one anyway, mm -hmm. because I think I'd like to see the climax of that story and how it's going to lead me into Stormblood before I take a step back and read a fucking book like this uh, yeah. and, and, and devote that kind of time and energy into doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I will probably stream some of that as well. So that'll be fun, uh, I, th I think. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably end up finishing Heaven's Ward first anyway. So what, what patch ever it is, I'm not too worried about. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I kind of want to get into it now that we can safely talk about yeah. A Realm Reborn. What What sure. are your thoughts in general about the main story for A Realm Reborn? I think that the, the story is pretty compelling, especially for a new player. It kind of hooks you in pretty quick. It does make you feel important. Um, but you still understand that there are steps and things that you need to do to make yourself more powerful before you can just go kick Primal's asses and do crazy stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really enjoy that aspect of the story. Um, I love how you're kind of like injected into the world, like getting to choose your home city, I think is really, really cool. And I'm very glad that I went through uh, Limbs and Limits as my first one. Uh, I had a great time there, saw okay. some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so in general, the story, to, to just like kind of summarize uh, sure. better, uh, I think that it's it's pretty well put together. It's not very well paced how it plays in the game. Um, I think that there were definitely a couple parts like right before Titan was one of like the worst MMO experiences I've had in a long time. And that's with it shaved down, which is kind of insane to me. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just it was just kind of a slog and just kind of boring. Um, mm -hmm. But I think everybody knows that. And it's now that I've gotten into Heaven's Ward, I think that my opinion of a Realm Reborn I get why it is diminished for people, mm -hmm. but I still think that if you consider how and why and like the circumstances in which it was made, I think that it's pretty damn good, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, the, go ahead. The, the Titan one, I think, is one that's kind of... There's one in Heavensward, too, with, with another subset of characters, but there's I think the Titan one is famous for being kind of like what feels like the emotional midpoint because it takes yeah. so damn long. Um, and I think yeah. they did it on purpose in a way too because they're really trying to make it feel like the Company of Heroes is trying to keep you from going to Titan, that they're trying to make you change your yeah. mind, that they're trying to weed you out. And they do succeed in making it just feel like a slog. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I understand the, the structure of it and I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I think... I think generally it was really good. I think honestly, especially once you get into like CT and coils, that's where it gets like, okay, this is pretty right. sweet. And right. then right towards the end of ARR, like patch content stuff, which I know is a different topic we'll probably get into, but yeah. that stuff is is really good. I love the political uh, the political story in this game because in WoW, it sucks. It's mm -hmm. so fucking bad. WoW's <laughs> political story, uh, it's always been pretty bad. Um, so, But anyway, no, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to approach the different storylines and yeah, there's a here. lot going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think at the the last thing that was released was the end of the main story that was leading into Heaven's Ward. And so if we go back right. and we t start talking about things like uh, I think Coils was the first one to finish up before Crystal Tower finished up. Is that right, mm -hmm. Moose? Yeah. So yeah, it's even even patches are Coil, odd patches are Crystal Tower. Right. Uh, so if we start talking about Coil, which actually. Uh, it's such a, a weird thing for Final Fantasy XIV, and you'll you'll notice this later on maybe as well, is that they put mm -hmm. a lot of story into the raid content. Oh, yeah. Over, yeah. It was difficult I dug content. That. Um, yeah. It was pretty tough. Mm -hmm. We didn't we couldn't kill Bahamut on, on Min-Eye level No Echo. We tried. Or no, we didn't do Min-Eye level No Echo. We were just trying to kill it uh, synced. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was rough. 
that's a fucking tough piece of content right there. Minai level no echo would be fucking sick, but I was we weren't ready for it. Yeah. The pattern the pattern that we usually did was uh, three hours a day, two days a week. Was we we weren't hardcore by any means, but even with yeah. that, it took like three four weeks to get some of those fights down, especially yeah. when it came to Bahamut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the last few get tough, like T nine. Uh, nine was bad. Rough. <laughs> that was a rough one on stream. I didn't I didn't understand one of the mechanics, and it really set me back. <laughs> I was a pretty big hindrance to my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I also felt like, to be honest, the indicators were. Not as obvious as I was hoping for, not as like, not as intuitive. Uh, but then again, I died to standing in a puddle on the ground. So like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. I stood in fire. So you know, it's it's difficult. It is what it is. I think with a lot of the fights, and we can talk about this a little bit from a rating standpoint too, because you're you're a raider. You do like raiding. Formerly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Formerly, it's, it's in your blood. It doesn't leave you. That's you... why I started WoW. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, I started to play Warlock and do big fucking damage, and big damage I did for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, with this game, uh, you know, this was its first attempt at doing hardcore difficulty for uh, the the player base, and it was the only difficulty. There was no easy mode. You had to do it the right. hard way. Um, right. And I loved it. I, I ran it with a casual group that we, we met three times a week, which I guess is a little bit more hardcore than Moose's group, for three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine hours, yeah. And the only one we cleared, I guess we started, like, right when the second coil, second set of coils came out. And we didn't clear that before the patch came out for the next set, but then we cleared that one before the expansion came out, and we felt pretty good about it. Uh, nice. But it, it was definitely very difficult, uh, unless if you have a, a group of people who really know what they're doing with you and can kind of lead and guide you. Right. Uh, learning those mechanics and figuring that stuff out uh, takes time between a lot of it different does. people. Um, it definitely doesn't. That's what I'm kind of excited about for like trying some of the harder content later on in the game, like maybe ultimate content eventually Mm -hmm. uh because i think that if you i think that i really appreciate the fact that with eight people you can put together a really solid set of people i understand it's a lot of personal responsibility Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of personal responsibility in 20 people in in world of warcraft but 20 people can just become shambles so (laughs) so quickly uh and resing in that game in combat works a little differently than this one Mm. so uh i'm excited to try the difficulty of that content but considering that it was their first go at it Mm -hmm. like I'm pretty impressed, dude. And the way that the raid looked, I mean, for how old that content is, amazing, dude. Square Enix is just, yeah, they're insane. I, I always like to say one of the difficulties in the fights is uh, being able to not pay attention to all the things that are pretty around you and all the visuals and everything else yeah. and actually focus on what's going on on the fight. Uh, dude, it's so hard for me because I'm prone to look around in fights. You know, I want to see the environment. I want to know... The story of where we are, but it also detracts from the story of the fight. So, but I'm looking around all the time, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get clipped by stuff sometimes, you know. I did. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I did see the video uh, recently where you were in. Uh, was it? T- no, you were in Bahamut, and then you they looked at the floor and you realized they were explaining that it's a life tree. Yeah, it's on the. That the was floor. pretty cool. Uh, and I, you know, that's something that they don't even say or mention anywhere. It's just they wait for people to pick it up. And make yeah. it public and stuff. And it's so, that's subtle. It was yeah. real subtle. You uh, just have to be able to recognize it. When they pointed it out, I was like, holy shit. And it's got me thinking. I was like, what's the implication of that? Like, what are they suggesting something with that? Or is it just thematic? Or does it just look cool? And those are things I like to consider. So when it got pointed out to me, mm-hmm. excuse me, I was yeah. very excited. That was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited to see you keep exploring this little bit. Since you're looking around, seeing all the little things and the Easter eggs that they throw in there. Uh, yeah. It's, 
again, I'm, I'm going on this. It's awesome right now to see new players going through the content and seeing all this stuff. And it all adds up in the end in its own way, right? It, it pieces mm-hmm. things together because uh, yeah. they make the great stories. <laughs> so It's called story cohesion. And yeah. some companies know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, some absolutely. Do. And so uh, let's talk about that raid story a little bit uh, and get mm-hmm. into that. What were your thoughts on how they kind of win the big finale all the way up to Bahamut because that was what you see in the trailer that's obviously yeah. like the big bad guy uh, and you finally get to it how did you enjoy going through that storyline dude I loved it because I was very intimidated by the scale of Bahamut the the visage of him there floating and mm-hmm. all that stuff happening to him and all the exposure happening was very very cool the crystal and I I really loved the I, this the whole idea that, that it's all in this fucking mega starship <laughs> from the Alligans, I was like, holy shit, dude. That, like, set off a light in my brain of, like, they had starships? Like, did they even did they even come from here, or did they come from another place? Like, are the Alligans, you know, are they aliens? But anyway, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, I loved it. I loved the, the whole thing with Louis Swa, like, seeing... I'm just gonna. I mean, it's full spoiler, right? Like we disclosed, that's what we're talking about. No, so I'm everyone just gonna say that, it. by the way, uh, and you were being nice earlier, if anyone's watching this and they're not to where you are, they're going to get spoiled. I mean, that's just what it okay. is. You're, you're okay. at the bar and the limit for the show and the people sure, watching. Sure. So. Okay, so that should be expected. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When when uh, when uh I saw Louis Swa become the Phoenix, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like, yeah. I wonder, like, at this point, almost anything can become, like, whatever a primal is. Like, you know? That really got the wheels turning there. And, and getting to face Bahamut, that as the finale was was so sick dude like because i'm familiar with bahamut from 10 and and obviously i've seen all the arr cinematics so it was very intimidating and uh the story leading up to it i think was 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 very satisfying i was like damn that's a good i mean i didn't i didn't see it coming i didn't think that we were going to get like a a louis swa like finale i assume as from what i'm seeing right now anyway from that but um yeah i was pleasantly surprised it's, it's interesting you hear about like the perspective of it from a non 1.0 player too. Cause for us, that was like, there was like a story in 1.0 that went from 1.18 to 1.23 and coil is like the back nine of that story. So like oh, for shit. us, that was like the closure of everything we'd been through since we like f- the Garleans showed up and we fought our way through Mordona and killed Darnus and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, the, the fight where T9 takes place is a 1.0 battlefield. It's where we had our last 1.0 fight. That was um, mentioned to me. Yeah. So to see that again was wild. And to see Louis Wa like not just dead was wild. Yeah. And like, I think I was so in awe of it when I was trying to put it together. We had actually completed the entire first coil before I really understood that we had gone down the outside of the spaceship and then through the ethereal jet engine of the spaceship (laughs) and then like the dragons flew out of the broken hull of the spaceship and i don't even think i put that together until after we were done that's so cool that you got to piece it together like that and really like figure out the scale of the whole thing as you were going I, I have I have an ancient chart somewhere in a PowerPoint that's like all the all the like depths they tell you that you're at compared yeah. in all three coils to figure out like a general schematic of the spaceship. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> I got way too into it at the time. You got into the geometry. That's sick. 
I mean, why not? If that's like, if you've got time to do that and you're invested in that, that's that's a cool thing to do to try to figure that out. People did that with the uh, the giant sword in World of Warcraft that mm. Sargeras shoves in the planet. Mm. People did math to figure out like what would actually <laughs> happen. Yeah, they're like, how big is this thing? And what would happen to this planet if it was actually struck by an object like this? I think Game Theory did a video on it. And uh, it was in, it was incredible, like, the way that they put it together. So I really love the idea of you trying to figure out, like, generally, what's the scale we're looking at? You know, I didn't even... So, I'm going to be cool. honest. So uh, I, I'm not from 1.0. I'm from 2.0. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I started. Oh, well, I started really 2.2. But um, when... Uh, <laughs> I, I saw, because what Moose is talking about is it says yams when you go into the fight, right? It, it tells you yeah. how many yams. I'm like, the, the what depth. the fuck is that? Why do I care about yams? It looks like I, like... That's yards, right? It is. Yeah, it's just it's just yards. I think uh, I only learned that like yesterday. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's yards, right? <laughs> like just figure that out. Il ilms, fulms, yeah. yams, malms. It's yeah. just... Pretty, just uh, pretty understood. Yeah. Crazy exotic American measurements. <laughs> the best. Because yeah. using multiples of 10 isn't a good idea. Uh, but yeah, no, when I was seeing that, like, I, I didn't think about that at all. And again, I guess this is just something Moose would, like, catch when he's playing through it. And he'll see all these little different bits. And that's why all these crazy theories and all this stuff is made outside of it. Because they give you so many little things to work with. Like, holy shit. Uh, it bypasses me because I'm like, oh, look, pretty colors and fights and explosions and... I was just trained by 1.0 where they didn't tell you anything because even the writers didn't know what was going on sometimes. <laughs> That's yeah, I think that when the writers are still trying to figure things out and you're kind of required to, in some aspects, piece it together yourself, that kind of pushes you in that analytical direction. It's in a certain mindset for the yeah. rest of your experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I did uh, notice you also watched uh, some information about 1.0. How, how far did you did. dig into 1.0? Is it the one video or have you done a lot more? Um, so I've done that one. I have that one um, highlight that's on YouTube mm -hmm. where I learn a lot about, excuse me, Nail Van Darnus um, before Nail Deus Darnus, which that was awesome. That was a crazy little escapade there. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched uh, stuff about the battle at silver tier falls i believe it mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. with midgard zimmer so i've got through that's pretty much what i've i think that's what i've gotten so far okay. i don't think i've gotten to much else in one i mean the nutshell video i think does pretty well yeah uh, it, it sums it up pretty well i felt like yeah uh but i i think uh one of the interesting parts to me was nail t9 uh and all the story and lore that went in with nail uh what mm. were your thoughts on that uh, seeing, I was, I was kind of, first off for me, it was very confusing because, uh, I didn't really understand the, uh, the plot of like, it went from a, it was a guy, but now it's a, a chick. I didn't really understand how that happened, like what was going on there until my chat Don't elaborated worry, on that and helped me. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I think I remember it's some kind of, anyway, there's some kind of adjustment that they made, I think. Um, the, the, there's a whole tale behind that. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was actually like a, a, as far as I understand what happened, there was, there was some poor communication behind the scenes and some people always thought it was one way. Some people always thought it was another way. So when they developed the character, like they chose the male skeleton and the male uh, emote pack and the male voice pack. And then there was a couple people who were like, you know, like, well, actually, you know, I always thought it was, I always envisioned them as, as a woman. And then like, they kind of went back and forth on it. So like, 
I'm actually going to address this thing in chat real quick. This is a translation error. Yeah, I was going to say, is that's a what rumor, This is a rumor started by Tumblr. That's not true. Um, <laughs> internally, internally. Wait a, wait a, wait a second, real quick, know. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, Aunt Anonymous, are you, are you correcting a, a hearsay rumor in the, in the lore community right now? Is, is there happening? still is there still a hearsay rumor? Because like that's that, what people told me on my stream. They okay. kept saying that's if what they you, kept saying. If you Google a um, gamer escape post from a few years ago, it's called Nail in the Coffin. N A E L in the Coffin. Um, <laughs> Square Enix actually allowed Koji and Oda nice. to issue a statement saying it wasn't a freaking translation error. Like damn, they had to issue a statement to stop this. And yeah, like it was a couple people on Twitter it. who were like, or, or sorry, Tumblr. It was a couple people on Tumblr who were just adamant, like Nihongo master script, Koji Fox ruins everything. And like, it was, it was just never true. Like the people on the team didn't know, like there wasn't great communication internally. You can go to the Japanese version of the lodestone on the Wayback machine and it's male pronouns for nail. Like, so what had it was just there wasn't great communication on the team about what was going on and the mask was never coming off so it didn't matter right yeah and then so they make t9 and they're like how about we do this cool reference to that and we have like the female von darnis wouldn't that be so cool so they go through and they do that but then every language of the game actually explains it differently so oh, no. <laughs> in in English, you have Orange, and he's like, oh, well, I guess Bahamut just made a mistake. <laughs> and then you have French, where Nail's like, I was once a weak little girl. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? Uh, so we were so incensed about this. One of my friends actually used his VIP pass at FanFest to ask Yoshida about it. And oh Koji's like laughing at him, like, yeah, yeah, what's up, Yoshi? And <laughs> Yoshi's like, Man, he was always man. So we're like, okay, well, then we've got it figured out, don't it's we? Solved. No, we didn't. No. So the lore Even book from comes the man out. himself. Couldn't do it. The lore oh, book well, the finally lore book. comes out. Do we want to go into the lore book or do we want to hold off on that? Well, I won't I won't be specific about it yet. But like the lore book comes out and they 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 finally put the iron fist down and they okay. say we're coming up with one final explanation for Nail Von Darnis, and they put it in the lore book, and that's now the lore. But, like, that okay. lore was born over, like, over a year of just clusterfuck trying to correct yeah. everything they had done. It's a dramatic story, and we ended up getting a really cool character out of it. But, yeah, that yeah. was that was drama for years. So when you say it was a little confusing, yeah, don't worry. It was, it was to Square yeah. Enix, too. <laughs> yeah, Nail Van Darnis, super awesome character. Immediately found them intimidating. I really liked how, the, how they presented the character to me as someone that didn't interact with them in a 1.0. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was pretty good. And yeah, it was immensely confusing. I probably spent like 15 minutes sitting there kind of like trying to understand what the fuck just happened in front of me. Yeah. Not to mention the transformation into like a dragonkin thing right there in front of me or like the fucking, the, 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 the avatar of Bahamut. Like I wasn't ready for that. So yeah, uh, that all stacked on there, but it was, it was cool. Yeah. To be fair, like I, I had no clue who Nail was when I beat him. I was just like, Hey, boss! Called nail. That's Dead. the name of the boss. Moving on. Yeah, yeah let's go. Cool, uh, cool, Dargan. Yeah, uh, but when you go back, and, well, I went back a little bit and I got into a little bit more of the lore and the information, the story, and everything. And I every time I do that, I'm like, how this fucking shit's so cool? Why did I yeah. not pay attention to it? Right? This well, would have made the fights people, better. 
This would have done made everything about the game that much better for me. Literally every game is like that. That's not just an FF thing. Like yeah. if people paid attention in WoW, it'd be the same thing. They'd enjoy the game more if they knew what the fuck was happening in the raids. Truthfully, <laughs> I mean it's it's true. Like if you understand why you're there, why you're doing something, and there's some kind of like emotional capacity behind it, you have some kind of like main character tie-in that makes you invested in any capacity. I think that rating is a really really great way to to get people invested. In. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other part about, I guess, the the whole raid story is that the twins and their grandfather were a huge part of it. Uh, yeah. Did you think their characters did really well helping guide you through that story? Or yeah, yeah, I honestly, I honestly kind of uh, enjoyed uh, 2.0 Alpha. No, honestly, I know a lot of people didn't, but uh, okay. you know, he was he was pretty much present the entire time. Alice, you know, she's there, and that's all good. And her, her, <laughs> you know. Her like, uh, I don't know. Her like denial and everything. There's like, there's like a nice overcoming of those internal emotions that I I can appreciate there. Um, and the the Louis Swat thing, like that was, yeah, that was. I thought it was gonna, you know what? Honestly, like the first time when I saw him, I was like, oh, it's an Asian. This is pretending to be Louis Swat. <laughs> every time, every time that there's someone that I don't think should be there, and it's like, oh, that person seems sketchy. I'm like, it's a fucking Asian. But uh, you know, not not right. literally, but. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it it was it was pleasant to actually see like no, that actually is Louis Swa, you know. I figured that it I like, you know what I really liked is how they kind of lead you down different paths of thought. And it's not just like the answer is just the first fucking thing that you do. <laughs> you know? Like you kind of you kind of go through it and you're like, "Oh, it's like the dark visage. It's it's like a it's like a manifestation that Bahamut is doing to fuck with you basically." Like it's not it's not like the real thing. And then it's like, "Oh shit, that actually is like Louis Swa. He's, you know, corrupted by you know bahamut or whatever mm-hmm. and then the whole yeah the whole phoenix thing i thought that was a really cool way to like progress the line of thinking and not just go in with like one dimensional thought and have the characters feel fake because they just always figure things out the first time you know i, li- I like that in this game that there's like a realistic trial and error even for the hero characters that exist alongside you and a lot of times that trial and error leads to like very important and strong and interesting character development for those characters so I really think that the Louis Swat thing brought Alphano and Alice's uh, relationship, especially with one another, uh, and to their grandfather together in a more meaningful way for me and definitely got me more engaged. And because of that, going into Heaven's Ward, I like Alphano even more as a character. I think that um, they've done very well. So, yeah, I liked it. No, I wasn't actually expecting that. Most people hate Alpha, <laughs> to be honest with you. I didn't mind. You get used to it. You voiced the fucking guy. For like 30% of the dialogue, I feel like, was from Alpha No, so. Okay. I think they're intended to be polarizing. Like, I know people always tend to like one way more than the other, and I think it's because they're such, like, a potent example of the Japanese, like, red oni, blue oni trope, where one is more logical and cold and calculating, and one's more, like, fiery and passionate and impulsive. So I think it yeah, just yeah. speaks to different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do kind of like that I've seen in some ways, if I may say that in, in Heaven's Ward, it kind of seems like uh, towards the end of ARR and going into Heaven's Ward, Alpha has kind of started to realize some of his own recklessness mm-hmm. that kind of shows that maybe he adopted from his sister and some of that, you know, passionate, uh, just kind of aggro that he can have mm-hmm. and kind of how he, he you know, I, I can appreciate. I just went through a scene recently where Alpha kind of was just like, yeah, the, you know, the warrior of light will be fine. They'll they'll do it and. You know, it's like he he doesn't have he didn't have any regard for like our own safety or our consideration of the situation, and I really love that they addressed that. Um, so, yeah, I, I yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> no, been that's pretty, good. It's been 
It's been sick. It's been sick, dude. I, I just, I could just talk about it forever. No, yeah, and I guess like the other big part of all this too is uh, a big moment. Literally, everyone in the community when they got into that final tier and then they beat T12 and then they fucking show that cutscene. It like became such a huge. Was yeah, it was T12, and it was such a huge deal. Like everyone yeah. had this hush mentality. Like raiders were also, hey, you can't say anything. Just beat it. Let me know when you beat it. I want to talk to you yeah. about it. And it was just like that for everywhere. Everywhere. And I didn't expect it. I thought people would spoil that shit everywhere. But it was this this perfect secret that everybody wanted to be exposed uh, by only doing the content experiencing and going through it. And uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts when you saw that? Were you expecting like a, a CGI fully fucking funded cutscene? No. No. I, w- I was not expecting that. And I was not expecting what happened. I didn't. No, that was fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, that really kind of showed me, like, and and it's funny because consi- like compared to some of the other calamities, it's it's a rather light one, which is kind of fucked up to hear. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of explained, you know, showed me the gravity of like the forces that we were fucking with here. Like, Louis mm-hmm. Swall literally rocketing through. I don't even. I can't even describe what I witnessed, dude. It was it was awesome, but I did not expect that quality. I did not expect that that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it it definitely took my breath away when it happened. Like it was, because uh, uh, it pieces everything. It pieces so much together. There's this little gap right there, and then it just they just throw it in there. Maybe they. Yeah. I don't know if they made the whole thing, and they're like, "Hey, what if we just like cut this part out and just like throw it in?" They're like, "Let's later. just put that at the end." For me, that's what it was. Is a 1.0 player is is when we fought on the last day. We didn't know what to expect. What to expect when the servers went off, really. And the servers went down and this video came up called The End of an Era, where you see the first half of that cutscene. And it's actually kind of in the beginning of A Realm Reborn now. But that was our ending. The server went off and we got The End of an Era. And then, like you said, everybody kept that secret. So when you got to turn 12 and you finally beat it, it was like, holy shit, there's a second half of The End of an Era. Yeah. Like That was exciting. And, and it, how it kind of just like linked right to it, I think, I think was was awesome as well. I think that um, as far as like people keeping it a secret, I think that's amazing that people are able to do that because in, I'm going to be honest in like world of Warcraft, for example, as you know, as soon as like five guilds kill it, you know, someone puts out a video or it gets data mined or something, you know, the cinematic gets data mined on the first day and it gets spoiled on a fucking website. And that was always just like so disappointing. So especially for someone like you anonymous, who's invested in the story a little bit more than your average person, I would say uh, a little, you know that I think I could I could only imagine that payoff when like that second cutscene went off and you're just like oh f- fuck dude yeah what is this gonna they, be they try so hard to isolate it like there's there's a section of each community that is very into data mining that is very into spoilers but like sure. it's one one small part of Reddit that's quarantined it's one small part of the gamer escape Discord that's quarantined so like they've they've done so good about not spoiling people who don't want to be spoiled and I'm always proud yeah. to see that. Yeah, and I think that reflects in, like, the community, even on Twitch. Like, it's insane. I, I would think that with with now that the amount of people that watch, like, that there would be a lot more people trying to do that. And the mods are really good, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are strong advocates of defending against that type of behavior as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's very evident when you interact with players and people that watch the game. And I'm super happy about that because I've had just a couple minor spoilers thrown my way and you know and that i've actually seen rather but Mm -hmm. uh 
So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about that. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, and I'm glad the community is still treating you really well with all that too. Cause I mean, it's a huge, huge yeah. deal <laughs> for you. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, yeah. No, no, My no, streams no. now are crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> so, you know what? Uh, it, it's so strange. You weren't even I, I, expecting this to be like the next turn in your life, like a couple of months ago. No, <laughs> no, 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 not really. I mean, I thought, you know what? Maybe we'll give it a chance. We'll see what happens with yeah. it. And then, and then, you know, we kind of went forward a little bit, tried, tried here or there to pump in a few extra videos, a few extra streams and people wanted to see more. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's well, crazy. All right. Well, let, let's talk about the raid a good bit. Let's, uh, let's also yeah. hit uh, a bit on maybe Crystal Tower. Yeah. Because this is a, a, a very interesting, a very interesting one. Uh, because there's a lot of story, and it doesn't seem to add up, if I remember right, going through A Realm Reborn, it doesn't really seem to add up and be as much part of... Well, I guess it is. Like, everything kind of connects in some way, but it does branch off a little bit, right? Yeah. right? yeah, it definitely has its own isolated storyline that is the, the Crystal Tower, but I would also say that it meshes back pretty well as long as you do it at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I think that I... I can't remember what patch I did it after. If I try to guess, I'll probably get it wrong, but... I did it in the recommended order so that it made as much sense as it could, but I understood that I was going to have to go there eventually anyway, mm -hmm. so I figured I would just I would just do it. And Crystal Tower was a joy. I really liked CT. Yeah. Tell me, so I'm curious, because I'd like to hear your thoughts. What did you learn from doing CT? What are things that you at least believe you learned from doing CT? Yeah, so, so from CT, I learned that um, the Alligans <laughs> made a mistake and uh, caused basically earth-shattering, earth, you know, earthquakes, and uh, led to some pretty pretty terrible stuff because of their activities in the CT. I learned that Dalamid was an, an Allegan structure that was put up into orbit by the Allegans. I learned that they used it as a conduit in order to siphon etheric energy from the sun and channel it into the Crystal Tower to enhance their, their energy reserves. For what exactly, I don't know that I necessarily understand um, for what purpose they were doing it. Uh, but, uh, that's, you know, I learned, I learned about, uh, what was it? Zan was it Zanzi or Zandi? What's his name? Zan Zande. Zande. Thank you. Um, you know, getting to see an Allegan like that in, you know, in person, as well as the other things within the raid was exciting. Cause I, I really, really like the Allegan stuff. I think that, I... oh, sorry. No, no, finish up, finish up. I was going to say, I think, I think my, my one thing is that it's just like the timeline is kind of hazy, but I think. That will clear up later as we progress because like trying to place yes you know all of when crystal towers origination happened among other events is tough mm -hmm. for the for the sake of your notes um i'm not going to say anything that isn't in the crystal tower story because actually that the crystal store the crystal tower story and the alagon timeline is actually going to connect to two big parts one is the um the trial series that's in heaven's word um and can i ask you a favor mains, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, don't say no, that no. much either don't say that no, much no, either okay no I, I i i made the mistake of one day accidentally going to it's probably not that big of a deal but i made the mistake yep. of going to the store and i saw that 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 character that we interact with in ct ends up getting a different title late later on so i 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're good. We're good. No, I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say like no, we're gonna. Good. I'm. I'm not gonna say anything that's not involved in in kind of like those things. In, of the just, CT main story. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I can explain um, the question that you had in terms of what the energy was doing. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't. When recall. pretty much everything big that we learn about Alog is is tied into the late part of the era. Um, (laughs) So they had like a thousand years of empire and then almost all the cool shit we know about like spaceships and technology and like wars that are beyond that are all like the last couple hundred years. Um, And Dalamud's energy was required after Zande was reborn. Um, it has, like, you see in the Crystal Tower storyline that it was required to open the void, the gate to the void that Zande was right. using for act. The The tower ah. was enough to power the Empire, but it wasn't enough to do what he was doing with the void, and he needed the void for the war in, the Mar- in Maricidia. So, like, when you see him on the throne kind of stroking his chin, like, uh, you know, so Maricidia is now brought into the fold, but I feel so empty. Like, right. that's what he was using the energy of Dalamid for, to get the energy of the Void. Like, using the Void requires an extraordinary amount of energy, more than the Tower could have ever had on its own. Okay. And the story will return to that in other ways. Um, they, they, It's not like a direct continuation, but it will return to it in other ways, so I don't want to say more than that. Um, but you will be taught kind of what that energy was used for. <laughs> I like how he's taking the notes. Yeah, like I'm having flashbacks as he's writing this because I didn't know this until I read a Dengeki article in the Heavensward era that was that it came out around that time. And they actually explained the same thing that like here are nine big timeline events in the Alagon Empire. Only the first two happen in the first thousand years of the Empire. And I was like, well, Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Can can you can you elaborate on something again for me? You said something about Mercadia. Can yep. you explain that? The southern continent. Oh, um, Maricidia like is the way we pronounce Maricidia, it. Maricidia, sorry. Yeah, 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 no problem. Um, Maricidia is the southern continent. Alog tried very hard to conquer them for a long time, and it did not go well. So, when you get to the stagnation of the empire, and this guy's like, "Well, I know how we can resurrect our society. We'll bring Zande back, the first emperor, and with yeah. him back, we'll be great again." And so, when they come up with that plan, Zande's idea is, "Well, we'll finally take Maricidia. That's going to be the big thing. That's going to show that everything's back on track. That we're where we should be. That our society is making progress again. We'll just <laughs> okay. take Maricidia, um, the the yeah, one dream small. that got away. You know. Yeah. So he dedicates everything to overthrowing Maricidia. Is okay. this all like in and the Realm Reborn storyline? This is all in Crystal Tower and the Coil of Bahamut, because that's where Bahamut was captured. I missed all. You know what? No, I, I know some of this, like I'm piecing it together, but I can't remember when I get this information. And so it's, it's difficult for me. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, I hope Moose is only, you know, sticking to the world of a Roman I world. hope I'm sticking to only the I'm world. I'm not worried too. about it. I want to know this anyway, that like there this are... gives so much context to what, what was happening. Like I didn't. That's the big thing is like you, you learn the main point in the stories of Crystal Tower and, and, um, coil but you like 
there's so much context later that eliminates some of the misinterpretations that you could have made of the first one, I think. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. I just got a, a half a page of notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? Uh, I, I, no, maybe I shouldn't recommend this. No, that's fine. I was gonna thinking, but I'm thinking of... Go ahead. No, I oh, was going to say, uh, I was just going to say, if you wanted to, you could make like a ridiculous sub goal. And if you hit that, you give away your notebook at the end of the. Yeah. End of. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so, so I was actually, I think when I, when I uh, finish it or them, because there's going to be more than one, uh, that I will probably digitalize them in some fashion or pay someone to digitalize them for me because mm. I don't, can't be asked. Um, and then maybe. Uh, sell the original or, or uh, do like a charity thing with it I think would be really cool like do some kind of charity auction oh, where really whatever cool. the whatever the winning bit is we can do like a charity or something um, but yeah thing now. <laughs> yeah, Frosty's, I, I think... Frosty's got me all paranoid now did I say anything I, I'm, I'm not paranoid. supposed to but I'm, I'm not worried about I'm going it back and I'm like looking at the cutscenes in my head like no he said that right there like okay. I'm not, you I'm went not... into the void Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. And shit, honestly, I took so many notes. It might even be in there. I just can't remember because it's fucking a month and a half, a month and a half of streaming ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess from a, a gameplay standpoint, did you at least enjoy going through the Crystal Tower series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was um, even on min eye level, no echo. I thought that it was a, a nice, a nice casual difficulty i thought that um having 24 people was awesome you know being able to bring that many people with me for an experience i think is a really special thing i always try to mix it up and bring people in you know i have a couple of different friends that i'll bring to like my uh, ex trials and stuff like a small static for something like that yeah but um look at me i know like we, some terms now like <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, but, great. but like it's it's cool to like be able to interact with people in that way so having a large alliance raid like that was was a lot of fun and um then it was beautiful in the scale. Excuse me. The scale of it was was pretty marvelous for when it was made. Um, I was pretty impressed with what with what they did. Uh, yeah, I threw my G shade over it, put a little more color into it, and it looked it looked insane. So of course, yeah, I was yeah. I was pretty happy with it. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. When when that came to a conclusion, um, what do you think about like how that ended? Are there any thoughts that? <sighs> I'm trying to phrase this in a way. Uh, I don't want you to ask questions that will get answered later in the story. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I do that I, all the time. Yeah, but I mean, you just got to know which ones to not answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And Moose knows all of them exactly right. <laughs> I'm trusting them 100% on that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no. When you when you were going through that, was there anything that was standing out that you're like, I, I'm curious about this. I don't. Did I miss something? Is some, something just seemed off or weird? Uh. N not anything like off or weird, but uh, I thought that the like Allegan, uh, Allegon blood was an interesting thing with those two, whatever that they technically were that <laughs> came with us. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. It's just a little a little fuzzy. I remember the Mikote, the male Mikote character that we played with, and, and his kind of direct involvement in it, and his his kind of him being a descendant of a lag essentially. Uh, the way that it ended was rather alarming, you know, him kind of kicking everybody out of the tower and sealing it and, and yeah. trying to, to, to go that route was a little bit alarming, which I, I'm excited to see what that unfolds into later, uh, given that I know what his title later is, no. uh, because, because of an unfortunate spoiler, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, he's but yeah, stuck in I a tower, that, man. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just in the tower. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought the way that it, it ended was 
was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought that it flowed decently well with the story. It didn't fit in as nicely as Coils, obviously. Um, but yeah. but it was it was good. Yeah, Coils is one of the best raid stories, I think, like in any game. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was fit really good. so well, and it, and it did so much for you uh, that you're expecting, yeah. especially to 1.0 players like uh, Moose. Like, it, it was very meaningful. Um, so going through that as well, I, I guess we can get to the main story quests a little bit. Uh, and the whole idea about, you obviously know primals are a pretty big deal in, right, in the right. game right now. Um, right. Kind of what are your thoughts about I've been introduced to some they, new ones lately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts about how uh, they use primals throughout the story? Do you feel like it's it's a good good plot point or is it a little bit tacky or weird? Um, I think that some of the primals are kind of like, mm, really, dude? Like King Mogglemog is like, mm, I don't know about that, you know. And the fact that the fact that if you if you do that, that they, uh, re- you know, refer to it in the story as like a primal, yeah, uh, is just kind of like slightly annoying, I guess. But yeah, it, it it is, I guess. You know, anything with like reverence and crystal offering is like, you know, what is an icon to the to the Garleans and what is a primal to us? Like, mm-hmm. what does that really amount to? What makes one? You know, it sounds like it sounds like fervent worship followers sometimes like sacrificial tools and sacrifice and and crystals and things like that like it's pretty standard like i just fought ravana and that was fucking sick dude by the way that's a that is <laughs> a cool a good fight that is a cool character uh in a very very cool fight and the music dude oh my god yeah um but yeah I, I i like the use of primals and i think in heaven's ward they seem to have like kind of found their pacing on like how to introduce them in like a meaningful way like i saw the crazy sky whale thing and that scared the shit out of me <laughs> Uh, so I'm excited to like yeah. maybe confront that eventually. The way that they set it up and use it to pace the story is good. Um, there've been a couple times where it's like, like I said, an ARR where like, where like some of the primal excursions are a little bit tedious, but it is what it is. And I definitely mm-hmm. think playing through that part of the game is worth it to to yeah. get to the to all the good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Ravana, it had you start getting that. I think that was the deep throatal kind of music that they had for that. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it feels like all the music that they put in any part of the story or fights or anything else, it just adds so much to the feeling and the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Soken is just a god. I mean, you, you'll hear that all the yeah. time. Soken is a god. Uh, I do hear that. I hear uh, it in the music in the game, and I hear people say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, you know, I... Uh, I've seen that guy backstage and he's just like crazy, like jumping on people's shoulders and like everything. And he's, he's such a fun guy. It's a wild child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, uh, when you really think about that, the story does really add to, I'm sorry, the, the music do, does add to the story. Have you listened yeah. to like some of the lyrics and some of the, yeah. the songs? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like answers. And I just listened to the one from Ravana. I've list, I've or not listened, but like I read, I read all the lyrics and um, mm-hmm. not all of them, but I try, I try to read most of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Titan and and Shiva, I read. Um, so, for me, like musical analysis or or even just like putting thought into the structure of music is honestly not something that I've I've done that much of in the past. Like World of Warcraft, frankly, doesn't have a lot of that. Um, so it's new for me. It's honestly a challenge, you know. People are talking about like uh, motifs and motifs and stuff like that, and I'm like, I, I, you know, I try to. I think that I'm recognizing them. I think I understand what people are saying, but I, I do really like the music, and I think that if you just pay attention to the words and kind of think about the situations, you can kind of piece together what it's what it's kind of supposed to mean or what it's supposed to represent. 
um, like with Ravana, you know, his whole driving conquest and war and just like kind of almost like that sore logic esque, like we live to fight and to fight is to live and to live is to fight. That's what we do. Yeah. And I, I like how it adds that character in a very meaningful way. So, um, so yeah, it's really good. But getting into like delving into understanding it all, I know that that takes time too because there's some like reveals later on regarding that. But, <laughs> um, but it's been very fun but challenging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And by the way, Koji and like Soken are like best friends, so it kind of explains a lot. Oh yeah. About it. <laughs> it, yeah. Hell, that works out yeah. too. The music uh, is all beautiful, though. I'll like say that. that. Like. <laughs> yeah, I bet, dude. I bet the, the the music is is all insane. It's all I've always loved Final Fantasy music. It's one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. even back in Final Fantasy X. And sometimes I'll play ten music on the stream, so I'm not surprised that it's also fucking fantastic in this game. And I'm super excited to hear what is out in things like Shadowbringers. So you won't be disappointed. I mean, that's all I'm I got sure to I want to. I haven't. Uh, I've yet to be disappointed, so I'm I'm not really expecting it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I mean, go ahead. Since we're since we're going kind of topic by topic, do we have like another moment for a historical context digression on on primals? Yeah, I you know what I completely trust sure. your ability to stay within the realm of the knowledge of. <laughs> no, no, this is this yeah. is like going back to kind of one point oh and two point five ish, I guess. Okay. Um, Get the notepad out. Mog had Mog is a bit like Von Darnus in that the the history behind Moga Mog is a bit organic. Uh, in 1.0, there was only Ifrit, and there was like only Ifrit, only Ifrit at first, and oh, no. they they had a commercial that Titan was in, but that quest was level 52, but you could only go up to level 50, and they only really had content for like 36 to 42, just about uh, when everything fell no. apart. So we never, in the Tanaka main scenario, we never saw anything beyond Ifrit. And then um, Yoshida comes in and is like, all right, well, we got to do like Titan and Garuda. And then 2011, right after he does Ifrit and they're ready for Titan and Garuda, what happens is there's a huge earthquake in Japan. And they're thinking, "Uh, maybe it's not the right time for Titan. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little insensitive. Like, and and they're like, all right, what what other what other resources do we have? And then someone goes, we got Leviathan, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> so maybe like, not. Just had a big earthquake and tsunami, and they're like, maybe that's not the best. So Yoshida was like, let's you know, everything's kind of miserable right now. Let's do something to cheer people up. So they do this ridiculous mog fight with weapons that Koopo when you pull them out. And you know, it was just like a a way to cheer everybody up. So when they came into a realm reborn, they were still going to use that fight. But it's like, great, now we have to make Moggle make sense as a primal. And they were just doing their best to make it try to work. So Moggle is is a a little weird. I mean, without spoiling anything that's going to come later, I would say that on a technicality, you can classify Mog as a primal. The one thing I'll say that, like, I can, I hope it's not too big of a hint, but because it's not even part of the game. um, Careful now. Is the word word primal 
means an elemental god of the beast tribes that symbolizes the founders of the planet. The you know, like Ifrit is the beginning of all fire. He's one of the founders of the planet, the primordial beginning of the element. To that's what he is that's to the beast what, that's tribe. That's the right? vibe that I got when when they were first introduced. That's what they were supposed to be. So really the word primal shouldn't apply to anything but the big six. And that started going a little sideways when they had the idea to do Shiva. Because Shiva was a very different way of summoning. Yeah. And from, I want to say, the introduction of Shiva into the middle, late heavens word, you can tell they're experimenting hard and fast with new ways to summon primals. They're trying to make it unexpected and cool and better. And what was going on there was the writers were coming to the lore team like, hey, I'm going to summon a primal this way, make it work. So they'd come up with the lore for it and they'd make it work. And then they'd come back in and they'd be like, hey, we're going to summon a primal this way, make it work. And they'd be like, that doesn't jive that doesn't... what we just said. Yeah. <laughs> so for there's like this this like war going on between like building the world setting lore and building the scenario war for primals. Um, so if you think about it, like technically the word primal shouldn't apply to anything but those elemental primordial forces. But that's not true. The word primal applies to a lot more in this game and it gets tied up with the word icon. And what does the word icon mean? So right. does the word icon mean the same thing to Garlemald that it did to the people they got it from? Like that's from the Alligans, right? I'm pretty sure that's who they got, or got so, that from. Anyway. Like it is indeed. I'm I being more vague than I need to be. Like, um, so like, does it mean the same thing to both of them? Who yeah. use that word? Why that word? That's going to be explored a lot as they kind of go deeper into what a primal is. But you're not far away from in this in the main scenario, really digging into that idea. Of what makes a primal? That I'm is, excited for that. So I, we'll be able to talk about this soon enough. But yeah, they were coming up with new ideas. Mog was a trip. Like your your fingers They're on the pulse of kind of what's odd about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your yeah. finger is very very close to the pulse of just like if something feels weird and there's a reason why it feels weird, that's the thing you've noticed feels weird. So I just want to like throw in the context. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks for elaborating. I appreciate that. That does kind of clear that up a little bit. Yeah. I I I, I hate to uh, to do this, but is it possible if I step away for just a minute? Go ahead. Me and Moose will hang out. You do what you got to do. We come back. Sorry about that. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, Moose, let's talk about everything about Shadowbringers right now. You probably saw this at all. Don't even mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Moose. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Moose, I'm, I think I'm doing a good job, and you're doing a good job. I'm just like so sensitive to spoilers, just like everyone else is. But I know there's yeah, so no, much I'm that like, we're excited to talk about, right? There's I'm trying so to, I'm trying to, and like I'm, I'm having a really hard time finding my perfect balance right now. Because at the not only do I have to avoid spoiling anything that's coming up, but I'm trying to only provide context to the stuff he's talking about. Like as far as I'm concerned, he's the guest. This is his show. Absolutely. Like, so when he's got something that's on his mind, and I can provide context to it, I want to do that. But I don't want to like suck up all the oxygen either i i, uh, guys, you, <laughs> I don't know but i am an airhead i will talk for i will talk for an hour if you let me yeah and it's awesome to hear all that context right and all the development like understanding of why they made it this way and how it all kind of worked together and everything and it's just information you have because you've looked into it and you care about it right context context is king in lore because there's like even today when we're trying to understand the lore of today and i will not give any examples but like when we're trying to understand the lore of today 
if you understand the lore of yesterday, you can see that some of the stuff they're doing now is a bit of a retcon. It doesn't, like, I try to highlight there's a difference between an addition retcon and a subtraction retcon. Like, an addition yes. retcon is they give you lots more... <laughs> Addition retcons are they give you lots more framing, right? They give you lots more information, and, it, and what you know becomes what we thought we knew. Whereas a subtraction retcon is, oh, ignore that. That never happened. We took that out of the game. <laughs> Everyone hates the second one. The first one is used brilliantly in this game over and over and over, but like context is king. So if you know what those, like what used to be true, you have so much more power to predict how the correct interpretation goes in the later stuff. So I like, love I love context. <laughs> I <fucking laughs> love Pyro so much. <laughs> we just get married, Moose. <laughs> I just fucking hear him yelling over there. Oh my God. Oh, but yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Moose is Moose is like uh, a god, and I can't wait. I, I'm like genuine, genuinely like super excited for you to finish. Take all the time you need, Pyro. You know to go through all the no, story. Worry, I, I was going to. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But <laughs> once you're done, <laughs> once yeah. you're done, that conversation is going to be like a ten-hour show. <laughs> I'm just letting you oh, know. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, okay, it, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I, <laughs> I only have 12 hours. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. 12 hours. I'll, I'll make do. I'll make do. But I think I'm counting away. Uh, yeah, no. Like, I, I I love having Pyro on here, just getting that, like, perspective and everything else, too. Because, I, dude, it's like, it's... There's people who come in and play the game, and they're excited for the story. They get into it. They see the front-facing story and everything else. And then there's people like Pyro, who's like, I'm going to fucking figure out every little bit and detail that's happening around me. <laughs> He's, I, I love that he gives me kind of the excuse to be the place that I think I'm best in the community. It's just like this dude who hangs out in the basement and reads the books all day. And then like you bring him out for like an hour. Like, yeah, I just talk about this and then go back, go back to the basement. Like... He's he's the counterpart that is in public all the time, making the cool content, engaging with the people, and then every now and then you just go get the weird troll in the basement and get him to <laughs> explain a chapter of a book he read a year ago. Yeah. The the uh, by the way, the reason why we're doing this show and Pook mentioned this is like I, I was streaming just the like other day and I was like hanging out and Pook's like, hey, you know, Pyro said that he'd be on to do a show. About this, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then as soon as he said that, I like <laughs> sent Pyro a message. Then I sent you a message, and I'm like, "All right, let's just do it. Let's just get it together." I'm I'm gonna like arrogantly plant the seed now. Stormblood was such a divisive expansion. You have to have him on again after he like right when he finishes Stormblood, like at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I never hear it was a polarizing expansion. What? Well, what were you saying, Pyro? Yell it a little I, bit louder. Sorry, I, I said I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that that was their favorite, but I might just be misremembering. Uh, well, I mean like, that's. Go ahead, go ahead, Muth. Heaven, Heavensward versus Stormblood was a war. Like there were people who just loved one and hated the other, and then all of a sudden Shadowbringers came out, and everyone was like, "What are we fighting about?" Shadowbringers wins. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even a contest. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so yeah. No, the the it's interesting to also see, and I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on this too, Pyro. As you go through like expansion after expansion, 
you you see what's happening with the writing team and how they're developing like their style and evolving and kind of changing what they want to do uh going oh, yeah. throughout it um oh yeah i, I really want to talk about that I'm, I'm almost done give me just one second <laughs> i would love to talk about it sure that's fine so uh moose <laughs> i don't know what else i'm so i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm, if, if, if you want to know what I'm doing, I, I, I promise, I promised my brother that I'd give him this screw that he needs to install a new little <laughs> M.2 hard drive in his computer. No, I know, I know this sounds crazy, but my parents, my parents are in town and they're going to stop by and grab it for him, but they're, they're going to be by soon. So I needed to uninstall it from my old motherboard so that I could give it to him. And I'm so sorry that I did that in the middle of your show, but Everyone's, it's really important that I give him this okay. screw. Otherwise he can't put in his hard drive. It's okay. Everyone in chat was saying it was your puppy. No, but thanks, chat. It probably would be next time. I'll be right back. Go, 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 go. I just wasn't expecting that as the reason. I don't, I don't know. It seems so random. Oh, it's a good, it's a good one though. Uh, but yeah, no, no, Moose. Uh. You know the only the only sad part about all this is like uh, again not at this kind of going off and doing something because I, I our talks happen like between me and you uh, at this and I you know we brought on uh, um, oh, fuck why am I m missing the name we brought on the uh, near autonoma oh, god damn it I'm s yeah 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 we brought him on uh, Klimps and we were uh, having those conversations when he was going through some of the story because he loved near. He, and uh, so it was. Uh... He he made that series make a lot more sense to me than it did before I watched his video, and I thought I had a grasp on it. But I mean, his videos really helped me. Hey, but what are we talking about? That's fine. Anyways, Pyro. <laughs> thanks, thanks for filling the void there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, you're talking about the progression of the of the story yeah, team, I think. The, the storytelling, like, have you noticed like styles of writing or anything kind of advancing? A yes. Little bit? Okay. Go yes. We got that. away from a, a little bit of the old English, you know. We're still in because goddamn, dude, that gets intense sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, they're still using honestly some words where I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I have to look it up, and I'm like, great, my my lexicon is expanding here, like. Hmm. You know, and I don't know. It feels good to to like be able to follow the dialogue a little bit more easily. Um, it's just more easily read now. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, but still intricate, still beautifully written. Uh, I think that they've really found their pacing a little bit better in Heaven's Ward now, from what I've experienced. And you could even start to see it more in some of the patch content for A Realm Reborn, where they started to figure out like, yeah, maybe this character shouldn't have like eight pages of dialogue to go through. Like, mm -hmm. maybe we should find a way to split this up or like condense this or like maybe take out some of the redundant shit that sometimes the characters will say. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, it is it is a noticeable improvement. And I'll say from a Realm Reborn to Heaven's Ward, literally everything across the board is a noticeable improvement. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely a giant step up. And mm -hmm. I have to remind myself often that I'm playing content that was developed in t 2015 because... Mm -hmm. It's very impressive. It's very impressive what I'm what I'm experiencing. That is six years old. So, and so. that's one of my favorite things about uh, Final Fantasy XIV so far, uh, at least in my opinion, is that like, you know, it's good. It works out. They they make a an MMO a lot of people like. It's it was a popular when even when WoW was like way bigger and huge and crazy and there wasn't like all the crazy stuff going on right now. Uh, it was still a big MMO, yeah. but they don't 
give up and say, all right, we're going to stay static and just kind of keep going with what we have. Mm. I mean, there's some things, you know, they'll, they'll keep, they're like, hey, people love this. We're not going to get just throw that away. But at the right, same time, you? they improve. Yeah. They, they, they're like, hey, let's make it better. Um, crazy. So, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy philosophy. A company would it's do insane that. how you'd want to improve your product to sell more of it. It's crazy. Uh, and I think like, even now, the pressure is always going to be on the development team, like just learning about the development team and everything else to do good. They're at a high standard and they don't want to yeah. ever be not at a high standard. Uh, and I don't think they're going to get lazy. I don't think there's any way this company's going to, maybe, maybe in 20 years. All it right, can but... happen to anybody. I mean, people said that about Blizzard at once upon a time, you know? So, it, but, but I don't yeah. foresee it, especially with the type of developers that I've had presented to me, like the way that they interact. Like I just did the Rising event and getting to hear you know what i got to see in there was uh was really really cool that felt really special to get that like kind of direct um addressing to you as an individual uh yeah. that something like that would absolutely never exist in wow ever yeah. um so that was a very that was a cool thing so i don't i even though it could happen to any company i don't for i would not ever foresee it with this company that does bring up a good point that I didn't think about. Do any of these seasonal events spoil anything in the story? Or are they all like little segmented, separate things? Nothing I've done yet has spoiled anything. Now done that, like two events. Yeah, I think they're pretty good on their own. I don't think anything's really... Yeah. Uh, that messes with the story. Moose would have to know better than I would on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like running through it myself. I feel like there were there were one or two things that reflected on the story in a way, but I don't know if they were like big spoilers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I forget. The holidays all kind of blur together for me because they like I see the holiday events as in character greeting cards from the dev team, like they're role playing <laughs> with you through their yeah. through their new quest. Like so, they all kind of blur together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's really cool. I, I yeah. Uh, and each year the rising has its own little different thing where they say, thank mm -hmm. you, you know, and they go through and, uh, I think it's just their little way of like, Hey, let's make a little thing and, uh, give that to the players and feel connected in some way or another. Um, yeah, a little feel, effort can go a long way. Yeah. And I feel bad a little bit for you because as you're going through the story and you're trying to not be spoiled everything, I don't think you're watching the live letters, right? You're not watching, you know, the, the updates that they're doing. Like they have a live letter coming out next week. Do you know no, I'm mean? not watching any of that. No, yeah. absolutely not. So you're missing out with that communication as well <laughs> as they're yeah. going through it. And they're they're pretty good about it. Uh, there's so much to talk about with those communication uh, pieces, which again, once you're all done, we're going to go ham with a lot of it. Sure. <laughs> but uh, going back, getting back into all this, uh, the, the writing sure. overall and how they developed and how they kind of advanced as a, a company and how we see them doing it, uh, it will keep happening. And, uh, that, you know, I just want you to know you're, you're – Everyone's told you this. It's nothing you don't fucking know. It's just going to be good. And it's going to keep getting better. Yeah, that's uh, that's all. That's what I've experienced is just kind of like a pretty steady progression of of improvement. So uh, other things about the main story quest. Uh, what's your general thoughts on the Garlean Empire so far? Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the Garlean <laughs> Empire is a little bit reflective of like the Romans, you'd say. Uh, so their kind of advancement uh, out into the world, like, like their belief system is elaborated on a little bit, obviously, as you're going through like uh, cast from century and stuff like that. Um, but the Garland, the Garlands are like, I would say like they're they're kind of like moderately interesting to me. Like the 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 way that they are kind of like, in some ways, like elegant mimic in some like in some capacity is interesting to me. 
but more so because I like the Alligans rather than I like the Garleans necessarily. <laughs> some some of the Garlean characters have been have been really cool. You know, I I, I did a uh, like the Neil Van Darnas stuff. I thought it was I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I I like the uh, the Gaia stuff. So, um, it's been it's been pretty good so far. I'd like to see I'd like to see more of them. I think so far from what I've seen, they've they've in a lot of cases been like kind of your your very standard faction villain kind of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, and I think especially going through Remy Born, uh, I mean, they're and getting into Heaven's Sword, they're they're just there as the the bad guy, the bad evil nation that you have to battle off, right? Yeah, the Fire um, Nation. <laughs> the Fire Nation. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I watch Avatar for like mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that whole season again. We're the Fire Nation right here. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> how, how do you? So how do you like the Black Mage story? By the way, oh, dude, the Black Mage story is cool. Yeah, I think I like Black Mage itself more than the Black Mage story, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. Really? Black Mage is fucking sick, dude. This class is so fucking sick. Like, I just got ley lines and sharp cast and all this shit, and it is sick. I can't wait to get to 60 and 70 and and get like full real Black Mage because the foundation that it's built upon right now, I love, dude. It's so much fun to play. Like, mm-hmm. I love the thought process of like pre-planning where you're gonna stand and how hectic it can be if you don't. It's such a fucking sick class. I'll yeah, probably try some other ones. Just while I'm talking about it, I'll address this. I'll probably try some other ones. Like, I want to try Red Mage. I'm told it's really good. Uh, or that it's really fun, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's good. I have no idea. Uh, probably Dark Knight. You know, get some of the lore of those. I'll eventually do them all. I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, it's inevitable. I want the story for it. But as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Like, the Nalthal stuff, the books are pretty cool. I obviously just... I just learned my last spell from the first book. Book of... I think it's the Book of Nald that I have. Uh, mm. But anyway... Yeah, Moose, yeah. you're saying but, something. Um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm a scholar, so like black mages in a similar vein of like you have to think kind of ahead of where the fight's going and learn the fight in a different way than most people with black mage. I refer to it as hippocampal. You get like this unconscious feeling for the flow of time yeah. when you're in battle. I love yep. that about Black Mage. I just love that like you're either really good at it or you really suck at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like I have an appreciation as a scholar for kind of like that hippocampal mindset of it. And the like the lore for Black Mage is, is up and down just because like when, when 1.0 dropped, there were no jobs. Anything Tanaka could reinvent the wheel on, he tried. And... They ran into this really, I don't envy the position they were in. Conjurer was master of the elements. Oh boy. And Thaumaturge like was was life and death. So you had like two choices. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Do you, okay. Do you put like like because the alternative to this was you keep you keep conjurer to black mage as the master of the elements. And then you have your gothy people in the forest town. And <laughs> you're, then you do the life and death into white mage. But then white mage like works at a funeral home. <laughs> you're like, how does and this all actually? So like they were like, oh, what do we do? So they split the elemental wheel between them and they're like, oh, these are nurturing elements and these are destructive elements. So the lore behind it's kind of weird no matter That's what you wonky. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And you, you, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like I'd love to get into like white mage and all sorts that stuff as well. Like, there's so much lore packed into like the story, and with black mage, you know, I've learned 
I've learned a fair bit about like void scent and I've learned, you know, how other people view the use of black magic. Um, you know, I've, I've learned a little bit more about the, the, um, mage war, whatever, you know, whatever they call it. Uh, I have the name in here somewhere. <laughs> war of the, the war of the Magi war of the Magi. Thank you. I think it's, there's some the quest lines that, same explore, thing in World of Warcraft. that explore that a bit. Yeah. And, and kind of learning like the, those civilizations that kind of built themselves upon the use of certain types of magics, like, black magic and the white magic and and what happened for like those who use summoning and how that led to that calamity uh so yeah it's it's been cool i've really liked i really like that it's that it's individualized and i like that they really make use of the characters that they introduce you to throughout the first few like uh steps of that of that class questing process because i think it really pays off later on yeah all right yeah all right i just wanted to, i i was thinking about that and i wasn't gonna ask you but i was like since you're sure. playing Black Mage. Yeah, because there's a lot of story <laughs> yeah. you can grab from doing the other jobs and everything else and other classes and going through all that stuff, uh, which right. you'll get to at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, and okay. and it, it's, it seems like a lot of Black Mages are, are Lalafell and uh, <laughs> yeah. about that. So yeah, go. I set a, a sub-goal on my stream, and it was to become a Lalafell for all of Stormblood. And I didn't think that we would hit it let alone in like five days uh and then they did so for all of stormblood i'm gonna play a fucking lalafell but yeah. i'll be a black mage lalafell so it'll at least be like it'll work thematically which is exciting and then there's a new sub goal that if we hit that one then i'll just turn into lalafell right now and and, and i'll play it all through stormblood but after that i might change it we'll see <laughs> yeah uh never never doubt what people will pay for you to do something you don't want to do I am very quickly realizing that. <laughs> I'm very quickly realizing that. It's a great thing for me, don't get me wrong, you know, in the in the way that it manifests, but uh yeah, it's people are fucking crazy. I can't believe it. I can't so, believe it. Yeah, on that note too, during the the world race that we did once, we're raising money. I was like, you know what? Hey, let me just say, how about this? I'll put on makeup and get into a cat girl outfit if you guys, uh, you know, donate and hit this mark. And we had like an hour left. I was like, it's not going to get it. And then like within one minute, <laughs> yeah, thousands of dollars were donated. And yep. I had to do a, I did a show dressed up in with makeup and in a cat girl outfit on Glamour for Final Fantasy IV. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. I I gotta. I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't know if you up. want to look it out. It's all right. I don't think I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, but going back, going back to the story and the lore yeah. and everything here. Uh, the the Empire, you had your thoughts. Are kind of your classical fire nation. Uh, when the other thing that you're seeing a lot of is the Asians. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So, what's your take on the uh, Asians so far? The Asians are fucking sick, dude, and they're so <laughs> they're so like they're so like so like okay, I gotta slow down. So, uh, so f I just heard about I just learned of that my first the first female Asian. I don't know if there's more, but I literally just got the first cutscene where we learn about uh, her. Um, I can't remember her name currently, but regardless. Mm -hmm. I uh, I really like the Asian stuff, dude. Like, I have a soundboard where I'll play like Asian music if I think like the Asians are gonna pop up on the fucking screen at some point. Or I'm like, oh, this is sus Asian music, you know. Uh, so it's it's a fun time with that. Like, my uh, sub badges on my Twitch are Asian masks, which uh, mm -hmm. 
I, I love the Assians, dude. Like their look, like they look, I don't know, something about them to me just looks really cool. And uh, the fact that they kind of follow this this Zodiac, you know, dark one true god, and and Zodiac seems to be this like potential kind of like opposite to Hydaelyn in some in some sense. Um, like they're big players, obviously, and they're immortals, and they're immensely old, and. You know, I don't know what they know, and I don't. You know, I, I'm I'm going through Heaven's Ward right now, and the Archbishop thinks that he's outplaying the Assians, and I'm sitting here shaking my head like this guy doesn't know what the fuck. Does he really know what he's getting himself into? <laughs> like, because it sounds like you just you just met them, and you're talking, you know, you're talking deals with them, and you think you're going to double cross them, but double crossing an Assian sounds like a bad fucking idea to me. So, mm. anyway, like I really like the Assians, and they feel menacing, and they feel they feel like they're impactful on the story. Uh, yeah, so it's I, I yeah I'm excited to learn more about them and what they truly are and like uh, and and what Zodiac is and what they're going for and I write down like I said when when I say that I write down everything they say I write down every fucking word like really? just because yeah sometimes they speak cryptically and you know you you need you really need to go back and revisit what they're saying otherwise it'll it'll gloss you'll gloss over it um and that's part of what I love about them is that uh, uh Square like puts a good amount of effort into like uh sorry i keep i'm getting fucking barrage with text right now sorry um <laughs> it's okay is there more screws you gotta <laughs> no 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 it's my it's my mom it, she's oh, okay. she's she's coming to pick it up anyway okay, okay uh there's they they really they really do inject some of that like hey there's some room for you to try to figure out what they mean by this and like based on the context that we've given you so far you might be kind of misled in your thinking and that's part of what the Asians are about is that kind of uh, manipulation to get you to to do the destructive things, the chaotic things that they want you to do, and I I think that's very frightening and that's very dangerous. Uh, I I have to say I'm a little disappointed that we that that we killed one already, uh, but I am glad with the one that we killed because he had the most annoying VA in the fucking game. <laughs> uh, so I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, no disrespect to the VA, but I couldn't stand his voice. <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the Asians are cool. Yeah, I, I think that uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to remember my experience in A Realm Reborn and uh, thinking of them. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I liked them or I just didn't really care for them. Back in the day, though, I, I wasn't as detailed and deep into the story, so I let a lot of things pass by me, and so it was really confusing. I think for a lot of players who aren't like really paying attention, it could be kind of confusing what's going on with the Asians. So it is refreshing to hear you say, oh, I love them. They're the best. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd like, I'm still also super interested in in the the Allegans. And I think that that is probably one of my peak interests as well as like the 12 is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And trying to really understand like this thing going on between Zodiac and Heidelin is obviously insanely important. But I think that uh, in A Realm Reborn, the way that they present the Asians makes them like, I, I kind of feel like they're the guys kind of work in the background the whole time. And so that's what kind of got me interested in them initially. Mm -hmm. um, just, uh, I guess, an interesting point to let you know is during FanFest in 2014, when Roman Born is over and they were announcing Heaven's Ward and everything else. Actually, Roman Born is still going on, I think, during that period. Uh, mm -hmm. The Soken came on and his entire band that they have for Final Fantasy XIV in Asian robes. <laughs> and like came on it was like rocking out uh in the ropes and everything on stage you would have fucking that's loved so it, sick yeah, yeah dude I, yeah that's so awesome 
Uh, and the band's called The Primals, by the way, if you're you're curious. About <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the band is nice. so good. They are really good. Uh, the the Asians never do anything with The Primals. I don't know why they would. Yeah, it don't make any sense at all. Uh, That's great. But yeah, no, I, I think they're... There's so many, I think, in a run with Born, at least, it feels like there's a lot of little bad guys in the background uh, to pay attention to. Because, I mean, you're paying yeah. attention to the Garleans, you're paying attention to the Asians. Um, Fucking Lolorito, or not Lolorito, but <laughs> Teleji Adeleji, that motherfucker. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so getting back to, like, the other part of the main story, which is, like, a huge thing, by the way, is yeah. how did you react to that whole scene, the, the bloodbath? I mean, it's going to end up going on YouTube. You can find it on my Twitch, but yeah. it is like it was shot. It was a little shocking. Like I wasn't expecting that, but I, I was I was like, fuck, yeah, like, let's go, Ravon. Like, let's, let's mm-hmm. see you kind of get a little a little gritty like you used to be like I and I'm sitting there like listening to the way that that Teleji Adeleji is like accusing me of assassinating the Sultana. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Is it the Sultana? Is that yeah. the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I'm like, dude, I fucking hate this guy. Like I, there's one thing that this game's really, there's a lot of things this game's really good at, but one thing that this game is good at for me in particular is getting me to fucking hate characters that are nasty, little evil, little shits like (laughs) Teleji. And so like, I was like, God, I hope someone kills this guy. (laughs) Like I can't fucking stand this guy. That's, you know, not, not really always the answer, but that's what Mm -hmm. Raban decided to do. And I was, I was pleased with that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh. I was very sad though when Nanamo died. I was like, "Shit, that's disappointing." Come right. to find out, obviously, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's allegedly not dead and was just poisoned. So that's kind of where I'm at in that story. So, okay. Uh, but the cinematic—it was long though, dude. The cinematics were so long that kind of caught me off guard. People were like, "Yeah, they're long." I wasn't expecting like an hour of cinematics. <laughs> like, yeah. I was expecting like like 15 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. 10. Maybe maybe it actually was that. Maybe just me writing shit made it two hours. The, the pop up tried to tell you. It did. Are you sure you have sufficient time? What is sufficient time? Like, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe an estimated time would be good. Mm. But yeah, they were they were great cinematics. I, I certainly appreciate the uh, the amount of time and work that must have went into them. I think that that for me is is exciting and and uh, involved political storytelling, where like you kind of get to see Raban kind of let loose and and kind of get vengeance on Teleji, but at the same time. It's also like a big development for him as a person and mm-hmm. seeing what happens with Ilbert and all of that and how that ties back to him with the Crystal Braves was um, was really interesting. And I think it was well executed. And and it's one of the only times I've ever actually been interested in like political drama in a game. Oh, OK. OK. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a, again, that was like <laughs> I think it was 45 minutes. If I remember right, it was like 45 minutes. It's pretty long. Uh, yeah. But the credits that that was extremely long because they they put all the player names from 1.0 i think in there yeah yeah in the in the uh 2.0 credits yeah yeah there's a shitload oh yeah yeah, yeah. i uh 2.0 wasn't uh, yeah yeah they were uh, i think it was like the, it's like the world record or yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i mean that that's awesome uh you know and you <laughs> i didn't actually read all the names but i wonder if there was any like really just meme names in there that you kind of read like fart knocker or something goes oh by. i'm sure yeah. <laughs> oh sure if it's yeah yeah there's got to be at least a couple where it's like i see what you did there yeah yeah uh but no i, I guess ending uh a realm reborn they did leave it like really impactful there's a lot of stuff that's going on and it 
makes you want to go in. It, it, it's like yeah. definitely making you want to just dive right into. I wanted to see the next episode immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a huge cliffhanger. And I think um, seeing one. that. Seeing the, I think I'm trying to remember what we saw. We saw the trailer at FanFest, but they weren't at that point in the story yet. So they had cut like half the trailer. And then once the, it finished up, they did the rest of it. Like at the JP FanFest, they, they actually showed the rest of the trailer. Which you saw mm-hmm. the trailer. I saw the video of you watching the trailer. Uh, and The trailer uh, for what, sorry? Heavensward? Heavensward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And... What's your thoughts on that? You want to tell, Dude, share it with everyone? Yeah, I mean, the trailer was was pretty sick. Like, I'll say this. Square Enix has always made wonderful cinematics. Like, yeah. even as far back, for, again, for me, as like Final Fantasy X, but that was a while ago. Uh, you know, that's... Even back then, they had just insane cinematics. So I was not surprised by the quality at all. Um, it was pretty hype. I think, I think for me, I have to be honest... Sure. World of Warcraft has some really fucking sick cinematics yes. as well, and, and that's some stiff competition. I would say that there are definitely a couple World of Warcraft ones that I think that I think were like better, but I'm a, I also know way more about that story, right? Mm-hmm. So like my inherent excitement, you know, might be a little bit skewed in that regard. But I don't I don't think I think that I'm I think that I'm gonna be more hyped about other ones. I'll I'll put it that way. It was really good, but uh but yeah, I think I'm really excited for like the Shadowbringers one. I'm a fucking, I want to see that so bad. That, really good. that <laughs> one is really so good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, it was good. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, when the new trailer came out for a WoW expansion, she'd always watch it. It's like, why couldn't the game be as good as good as this? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I say a nice thing about him in your next sentence is you got to take shots, bro. I'm trying to like give him the benefit of the doubt here. You're like, nah, why is the game shit though? You're like, and I'm like, fuck, dude, he's right. What the fuck am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not necessarily wrong. Like when I, I mean, the Shadowlands cinematic made me fucking cry. I literally had a panic attack because I was so fucking excited when I saw Sylvanas Windrunner yeah. shatter the fucking sky to the realm of death. I was like, dude, this is, uh, right, you know? Right. But uh, but but yeah, you know the game obviously didn't turn out that way. So yeah, yeah, that is kind of, that's pretty true. <laughs> that's what my wife said. All right, I didn't say it. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. She, right. Till just now, said, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's true. It's true. It's true. true. You're true. You're true. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so, but yeah, no, I, I think if I'm trying to think of the other things with a realm reborn, I because I, I don't want to like go too deep into conversations in Heaven's Word for sure, because going into Heaven's Word, uh, you you start to get into like where's that right. M- bit of information coming in at that i can't tell mm-hmm. you because you haven't gone to it yet so it does right. get a little dicey a little uh, tricky but i mean you do get in that first experience where you're going into heaven's ward and it feels like this cold far away place did you like that experience of going in there and that initiation into heaven's ward at least um yeah i think like the like well the way that that you're led into it from Kurthus is um and obviously first entering ishgard yeah, it was like it felt very desolate and it felt like, yeah, something really bad's going on here. And then I got into the city and started reading the dialogue from NPCs and I was like, there's some really bad shit going on here. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I thought that like setting wise, it was a nice step aside from what a lot of the game um, pri- uh, leading up to it is. Right. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm now going into Dravania and that experience has been. Yeah, there's a lot to say about that. So, yeah. Uh, my my initial experience coming into Ishgard, I I was, uh, I had a surprise waiting for me, and there was, uh, mm. like, fucking three hundred people in like oh, a line, yeah. on like it was insane, dude. I put that on my um 
I put that on my, my YouTube, 160 hours of Final Fantasy 14 later. And that's actually my, my reaction to the Heavensward cinematic and me going up to the gate of Ishgard. And that was mm. insane, dude. Like that, that, that experience was one of the most special things I've ever experienced, uh, especially in, in gaming. Like for people that had no idea who I was, people were just asking about it and like shout chat and stuff like that to, to come and participate in it and just be like welcoming to a new player um was insane right and i obviously that's not going to be your standard experience but the fact that that's even a community driven thing that they just volunteer to do i would never have expected something like that to happen um that was insanely special and that was kind of when i knew like dude this is this is like this is a really special thing and this is a really special community and like this is something i think i might want to take a little bit more seriously because this is making me a lot happier than my fucking job <laughs> and and like i that was that was that was really like really solidified it as like if this if they this these are the kind of people i'm i'm gonna interact with and this is the type of community that's here this is where i want this is where i want to be yeah so i i don't know the the like technically accurate confluence of factors that makes this game one of those games but i think kind of there's there's a special kind of interaction that only happens in MMOs where people can come together and create an experience together. And mm -hmm. I think having someone like Yoshida at the helm, who is first and foremost a gamer, he's always been a hardcore gamer. Yeah. Um, he respects, Parsons, he's a fucking gamer. <laughs> he, res he respects that and tries to create opportunities for that. And you can see in the fan base that there are all sorts of organic moments like that that come that come together when everybody just decides, you know, this guy's streaming right now and he's about to do something big. Let's all go like welcome him in. And I love moments like that, especially for people who are like streaming it and front facing as their job. Yeah, it was, ugh, fuck dude, I still can't like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to describe the feeling that it, that it was of, of just, like the amount of people that were there was mind-boggling, and and yeah, it's it feels like a it feels like a yeah. community of people who yeah like, just <laughs> want a good experience, right? Yeah, yo, uh, shout out Crystal DC, shout out Crystal DC. By the way, what's up? Sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Aether here, but you know what? That's, that's best cool. DC on Crystal. That's where real players play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, uh, Crystal kidding. actually houses most of the uh, a lot of role playing. Oh, oh, I know. Uh, service, so. It's one of my favorite things. People are like, you're going to go to a nightclub? I'm like, maybe, dude. We'll see. I don't know. Can I do it on stream? Like, what the fuck am I going to run into? <laughs> you know, what the shit? Everyone's wearing a tanga. Like, what the fuck is going on in here? As long but, as you yeah, don't have no. the uh, mods that make it not, <laughs> you know. Uh, not on okay. stream, obviously. No, but yeah. Right, right, right. I'm just kidding. No, I don't have it. No. <laughs> I, don't like that. I use G-Shade, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some... Uh, God, I'm gonna hit another tangent. I'm doing my best. To avoid it's okay. It. It's I do have um. If I can, Please. I don't know how long you were planning to go today. We didn't necessarily discuss that, did we? No, no, no. I don't recall. No, I don't. I usually two hours. Usually we hit two okay. hours. Okay. Cool. 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 Where's two hours will be uh, two hours. So I got twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so we won't that's, go. Am I, am I right? Yeah. 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 Twenty minutes would be that. So that hit right at the point. Uh, Sweet. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt for that. You're ruining everything, Pyro. Jeez. Me, right? From the start yeah. of the show and everything for a green to come on. All this shit, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I do want to ask you a couple of questions that I want to make sure I get in. One is now you're doing uh, Final Fantasy XIV as your main content. You're, you're a streamer for Final Fantasy XIV. You're doing YouTube videos. You're doing everything. Final Fantasy XIV. Do Sorry. you have like a... 
That's okay. You heard you heard everything I said. I'm sure. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> what's your plans? Most of it. What's your plans going forward, like content creation wise? What are your thoughts about what you're going to do uh, as a content creator? Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, sorry, I'm telling my mom that she can come in if she wants. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely continue. I'm planning to continue streaming, uh, of course, Tuesdays and Fridays, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every every time, unless there's a rescheduling, which can be a thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I plan to do more with YouTube. I will eventually start doing like actually sit down recorded theorization videos and like maybe summary videos. Like there will definitely be a point where I sit down and I go through a summary of my notes from a realm reborn, right? Like that's something that is inevitably going to end up on my channel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I hope to, uh, to continue to do more things like this and, and other people uh, with you guys and with other people in the community and, yeah. and, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I do plan to do like more Patreon stuff, but that's an aside and that's really not set up right now. So I won't say too much about that. So um, I, I'd really like to, I'll probably end up having like a series where we delve, where we delve into this, uh, the mm -hmm. encyclopedia books. I think that's inevitable. Um, mm -hmm. Shut up, Siri. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, so yeah, I, I hope that gives like a good general idea of what I'm planning to do. Uh, you guys really should, I would just say, I would just, I, I would ask if, if you've never come by the stream and you've never, and if you've heard people saying like, oh yeah, he voice acts things and he writes things down, like come by the stream because it's, it's true. I do it constantly. And mm -hmm. a lot of people really love it. A lot of people to say when they, when they come, it's the, it's the reason why they're there. So um, I'm going to continue that as well. I think that that's should go without, you know, without saying, but yeah. Uh, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I guess another question is like, what's when you're at the end game, you're done with everything. And you're like the content creation. Are you going to be saying, "Hey, I'm going to dive into this topic and start making like lore videos on that specific topic"? Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll dive in and I'll I'll probably do like a lore dissect on like a dungeon or like a fucking like, you know, I don't know. I try to I'll try to have stuff that's like original. You know what I mean? Like if someone did a, a deep dive of coils five years ago, why do or why do I need to necessarily do one? You know, especially if it's like a huge video that's well done, right? But like. Yeah. I try to keep it interesting, and I think that once you're at the cutting edge of content, that's where you're really allowed to do what I do best, and that's yeah. where we haven't even got been able to get yet, because mm -hmm. I can't really like theorize on what's what's really coming at the end game. Like once I have right. a full understanding of what the fuck is actually going on so far around me, I think that's where we'll really see things explode and and get into a really fun area, and that's what gets me the most excited about this is the fact that. Um, there's so much room to grow. There's so much more opportunity for for content to do. Trust me. Like there's there is no running out when when you look at it the the way that I inevitably will or hopefully will uh, once we get to that point. So um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just want to yeah. say when it when it comes to videos about things that people have done videos on before, fuck it, do it anyway. Like do, yeah, so you're there, probably yeah, right. Like, like why the fuck? There not? are pe the people the people that are watching your your streams right now. They know what the story is. True, They're they did that shit five years this. ago anyway. And I can yeah, and as true, someone true. as someone who writes down everything, as someone who like studies everything and has answered a million questions about everything, I can guarantee you there is not one video yet that hits every single note. You are going to hit a new note somewhere. You're going to have a new yeah. perspective somewhere. Fuck it. Do it anyway. Someone's going to okay, watch cool. it, like a yeah. rerun of an episode they've seen a thousand <laughs> times. They don't thanks care. For the, uh, thanks for the, uh, the encouragement. <laughs> if it's a, I appreciate If it that. is a valuable use of your time and you think that other people would like, do it. Do it anyway. You bring I something new is. to it every time you do it. I think yeah. it is. And Thank you. A, yeah, a lot of people want to hear you talk about it, right? It's you, they do, they and want, I think that's yeah, why not, they're there, right? It's not that it's not that the fucking 
ARR primal story is so encapsulating that people want to fucking watch it again. Like, it's the mystique of, you know, someone seeing it their first time and getting to vicariously experience that and, and see those reactions. And so that is a very special aspect. So I definitely don't for, don't want to forget that. I need to get the door. I'm so fucking go, go sorry. Go get the door. Go get the door. I'm so sorry. <laughs> go get the door. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to close to the, the end point here. Uh, but yeah. Uh, when uh, I have one more question that I'm gonna ask ask him when he gets back, and then we'll we'll wrap everything up. <laughs> but yeah, I feel bad. I feel really bad. But it's if it's still, go ahead. if it's the one I joke, is it the one I jokingly threw in earlier? Yes. Okay. Do you like? Can I ask a different one? Yes, you can ask a different one. I'm gonna let you cool. ask a different I'll, one then. I trust I'll you. throw I'll throw I'll throw that one in there if I can think of an organic way to do it. But yeah. I trust you to put something that's not uh, to at least put something that's a little bit more entertaining or a little bit more interesting to listen no, to. I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about where he is in the story and where I was in in my head at this time, and I think yeah. that I just I know one topic that's just kind of fun to think about at this point in the story. Okay, okay, sounds good. Uh, so Moose, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, Joe, how, how's your streaming uh, setup going? I mean, I've got everything set up, but I mean, I have been in limbo since that one thing I did for <laughs> for the for the virtual con. And yeah. like, I haven't done anything at all in my real life since I fell into that limbo. I, I just got out of it yesterday. They they all the paperwork went through yesterday. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm, I'm hoping over the next week, I'm going to get back into my real life day job. And then uh, once that's stable, I'm hoping to get back to kind of the hobby stuff. Okay. Okay. I, you did, still haven't it, tore it down, which is really surprising to me. I thought you were going to tear it down at some point. Tear what down? Your the whole setup you have right there. Oh, this like I, I just left this up. This is exactly the same it was the day we did Gillionaire. Like I think, um, I think now that I've I've for anybody who doesn't know what's been going on behind the scenes is for pretty much the whole Shadowbringers era. I've been in grad school. And I am just wrapping all of that up now. And I'm really hoping to reclaim some of my hobby time. Um, this is why when like, we were going into Gillionaire, I was like, just please don't ask me anything about the first. Like, I don't know anything about Navrant. Like, I sit around, like, I still called the Ando first yeah, careful, Sahagen. Be care careful about any, like, you're good. I don't I know. I don't know his headset. I I, 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 I'm hoping he took his headset off to talk to his mom. But. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, he could be just listening because I know he's probably just sitting there. It's like I'm gonna fucking like hear him if they say no. You're, shit no, you're about right. Me. I'm, you're right. I feel. I feel. It's a wireless I feel one. Bad now. Well, you just said some random stuff. He can't make sense of it. It's it's all random stuff. Uh, random names. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer answer chat sure. at per, great personal risk or whatever. Um, I went to grad school to become a therapist, which is not what you expect to hear from a tech nerd who's really into fantasy stories, but that my day job and game life are just very, very separate. And so it's just been, it's been a lot. This last two years has been a lot, especially with, with COVID. That was just, that sucked. <laughs> it's been I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to getting my hobbies back, but thank you for the congratulations in chat. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a huge thing to do, uh, especially after all that time and actually getting to a, a, an end point with all that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I, I get this is why I do this show. Like I, I work full time, like uh, like sixty hours a week at least uh, every week. But 
I have enough time to do this show and maybe one or two other things a week uh, hobby-wise, and it keeps me sane. Right? If I didn't have these outlets to let me forget all these other things and go socially interact with other people, I, I tell this to everyone every single time we do the show. Uh, this is all greedy for me, dude. This this entire show's for me. I, I want to talk to people. <laughs> That's all I want right? to do. I just want to get self in and talk self to care, man. Self care. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's why we, uh, come up and we do these shows, but, uh, I, I don't know, I guess it's, I think the show went pretty well overall, Moose. You think so? I like, think so. We did a pretty good job, like not, you know, getting into like too spoily stuff, not getting into anything that's like too unless crazy. Unless he's still got his headphones on over there. <laughs> you, I, you barely, I, I don't, yeah, it was, uh, it'll be forgotten about it. I, I doubt he even remembers if he did have his headset on. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> since we got, since we got a second, I'll throw out a quick, like very sure. vague answer to kind of what, what Damp was asking here about like kind of the increasing links between TTRPGs and therapeutic activities. Um, I would say that there's a lot of untapped potential in the link between games and therapy. I think the the emotional parts of your brain and the creative parts of your brain, uh, they share a lot of real estate. And that when you're being creative, you're working through a lot of the stuff that's going on. And games give you an opportunity to kind of explore ideas and your values and different sides of your persona and bring out like, you know, like Final Fantasy 14 alone has encouraged me to think about all sorts of things about my values and who I am and like how I relate to the world. Even just, you can learn a lot about yourself and others by having like a really long debate about like Fordola versus Yotsuyu. Like there is a lot of untapped potential in games and especially in tabletop RPGs. So I think that like, I want to see more of that tapped, especially because like in the therapy world right now, you try to be a therapist for someone under the age of 18 and not know anything about Fortnite or Apex Legends or anything like that. And you're going to be just like, in a world yeah. you don't understand pretty much yeah. like they're going to be talking about stuff that's important to them and you're gonna be like what <laughs> yeah so that's a very vague answer of the idea that i think that there's there's a lot of untapped potential in gaming as a therapeutic activity but i mean gaming is sometimes not great for your therapeutic point too you get too invested in things you take things too personally you can interact with people in unhealthy ways you know moderation in all things especially moderation yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially when you try to moderate. Like you're saying, you can't over-moderate because then it's just horrible. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I think, I, I'm pretty sure Pyro is coming back at some point here. I, I do believe it. Uh, and when he's back, we'll ask that last question. Uh, I don't know. Does chat, I don't know if chat has a yeah, question. Yeah, chat has a better question. Throw yeah, some if, out. If you have some questions, uh, we're, we're happy to... We're happy to try to answer him a little bit. I like mine is like dramatically good. We did have, by the way, one of our past Mog Talks, uh, we did have a mental health episode and we brought on a uh, mental health expert that specialized kind of like in the world of gaming as well. And there's just so much to talk about when it comes to mental health and gaming. Uh, It's a huge topic. It's it's one that people don't like to touch because it can kind of get a little bit tricky sometimes, but... We're getting a little bit better in a society to do that, but, uh, you know. It, I mean, I think everything about it is tricky, even just the ethics involved, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. If you're involved in the mental health profession, you can't be 
careless about what you say about like opinions about what things mean or what you should or shouldn't do like you know like you have to be really really hardcore on this is just my opinion this is my perspective and i think like following ethics and being knowledgeable about both the worlds kind of of therapy and of gaming are that's tough it's a big ask mm -hmm. maybe you know what moose maybe it would be a good idea to get you to come on a show about mental health when we bring on someone else uh and we just have that that whole discussion uh i think you'd have fun with that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> as, as nervous as i am i would think about it you think about it you think about it? okay moose you don't have a discord right it depends on what you mean have a discord you're just in was, discords right there was there was a Kind of. There was a, I'll tell a weird story since sure. we're waiting. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there was a period, I think it was during the Stormblood era, where four or five times people came to me and they were like, hey, I really, I really think what Discord needs is a single lore hub. Like, everybody, every server's got a lore room, but no lore hub server exists. And I'd like to try to make one. And, you know, I think it would get a little more street cred, a little more traction if, if. I'm so, so sorry, you guys. <laughs> My parents came in. They came in. We got a new puppy, and so they came in to see the puppy. Did, and, and did you did you have your headphones off? Uh, for the part where you were talking about, I hope he had his headphones off. They weren't off, and I only know that because <laughs> the only thing I heard you say was, "I hope he had his headphones off." Excellent. I okay, didn't hear sir. a fucking word you said. <laughs> Great. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, welcome. I heard welcome you said, back. "I hope he took his heads off, headphones off." <laughs> Talked to his mom, though. I was like, "I said, I used, I used a proper noun. I shouldn't have." Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Even if you did hear it, you'd probably forget about it. So it, yeah. it was a big deal. Uh, but that being said, I, we have a few minutes left. We want to ask you one more question, Pyro, before you yeah, leave. Please, okay? please. Uh, yeah. Moose, what do you got? Oh, yeah. No, I, this is, I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking, great conclusionary question, but like, just, mm -hmm. I'm curious, personally speaking, for the point you're at in the story, you're coming out of ARR, you're going into Heaven's Word, and. Isail has just gone from being like your big end of ARR antagonist to now this person you've got in your party. And I want to know, what do you think of this character? I actually, I really like Isail so far. Like, I, I really, because even when we first met her as Iceheart, and she was kind of like monologuing to me a little bit about her cause, even though she doesn't thoroughly elaborate on it, that kind of got the wheels turning of like, you know what, dude, <laughs> is this right? Like, is what we're doing is are we on the right side of this battle right now and it really made me start to question like what what is so bad about the supposed union between man and dragon like why is this considered heresy like what is this um and that has yet to be elaborated on i, mm -hmm. I think uh i've only just got the the revelation from um isail about uh you know like what is the truth basically of like what is the root cause of this war and so i really love that through <sighs> I really love how they're doing it that like through Estinian and like through Alphano's presence as well, they're really allowing her character and in some cases Estinian's character to develop amongst one another in a very real mm -hmm. and organic way. And I think that that was, that's the right way to turn around a character because you introduce them with the idea that like they have their own cause and everybody has their own cause. And to these Ishgardians, it's really fucking bad, but what do we really know about it? And then you start to learn more and you see her kind of express some of her regrets about some of the things that she did. Mm -hmm. Like the attack mm -hmm. on Ishgard led to the, the death of innocence and that's not something uh, Isail had planned for that she wanted. You get to see that come out of her as a character. So the character development for me has, has been 
in my opinion, pretty good as far as turning her around from that villain uh, point to someone who I can appreciate and in some aspects even kind of uh, have sympathy for because of the things that she's had to do or that she's been through. So as a character, I love it. And right now, Alphano, Isail, and Astinian, it has is so far, and my, my one of my good friends told me that they felt this way as well. So I'm not surprised, but it is it is so far my favorite questing party in the game, hands down. Like it is the best trio that I've seen. The way that the characters bounce off one another is really great, especially Isail and uh, uh, Astinian. So I, I love the character. I think that's Thank actually you. a great question. Thank you for the perspective, because like I'm, I was thinking about it, just kind of where you are in the story, and I think this is the first time <clears throat> we've seen someone kind of change their role in the story in that way. Yeah. And I think experience, like when when I, <laughs> what happened was we went to FanFest, and there was the announcement that we're going to Ishgard, and they showed off this piece of art of the Warrior of Light, Estinian, and Isail standing together, and I was like, I am not working with that bitch. Like, no way. <laughs> she she is no so chance. holier. She is so holier than thou. I think yep. she's made a mistake. Like that was I'm, definitely like, the big initial I, impression. I am not working with her until she has this big. What have I? done scene yeah. and then we get into the party and she's like look i'm still not really like buying into your shit but like on the other hand what have i done and i'm like oh now i like her and yeah like, <laughs> you're like so, Fuck! <laughs> so like they that turn me. where where we experience her in a new way is the first time i think square enix pulled something like this and we have multiple times throughout the story that characters kind of shift their roles a little bit yeah so i love hearing people's perspective on that so thank you thank you of course, I, I I love it, especially when it's done in a way that is believable and makes sense. You know, you can't have those Sylvanas moments where she burns down a fucking tree of innocent people and rips a hole in the sky to the realm of death. And at the end, she's like, I don't want to serve you, Jailer, ultimate, ultimate mega god. It's like, come on, that's not fucking convincing. What is that shit? So I really like how they made it, how they made it convincing. I think probably the, the next, the only other example that I can even come up with, and it's not nearly as good of one, would probably be like Nero in his later appearances mm -hmm. where we see him kind of like, kind of sacrifice himself to try to to try to help other people and and what the uh the repercussions of that were <laughs> um so yeah i really like that they've done that there are, i really love that in this game and i think i talked about this the first time that, that we met was that they continue to give me characters that give me a reason to forgive them and like they mm -hmm. give you know when a character makes a fucking mistake and they want to have an impact impactful like redemption for them you get a really logical heartfelt you know apology from that character in a lot of cases and it, it just comes off as so much more genuine so i think that those types of things definitely tie in with isail and and why it's so convincing or, or acceptable rather for me is that um they've done it in a way that's that's convincing I'm looking forward to hearing your opinion on that with a multitude of characters because i think one of the biggest themes in this story is is it challenges that idea of seeing villains on a continuum of pure evil to redeemable. It mm -hmm. has a lot of villains that you can say, that's that's me on a different day. That's me with different resources. That's me with different experiences. That's me mm -hmm. on my worst day. And I think the Warrior of Light is really good at kind of challenging that in a way that brings people together in a way that they wouldn't have come together before. And yeah. I really, so I'm excited to hear your perspective about that and, and other characters as we go along. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way that you look at that. I, I, uh, I'm excited because the characters I've seen so far, I've been very pleased with. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap up on that. That's a really good uh, question to answer, uh, or a good answer for that question.
Uh, so Pyro, yes. as we're leaving here, I do want you to get have if you have anything else you want to say and shout outs or anything you want to do and where people can find you. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so my main thing is is Twitch, twitch.tv slash pyromancer. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You can also find me on youtube.com slash pyromancer. On Twitch, we're, we're uh, nearing a, a, like 5,000 or 50,000, sorry, followers there. So uh, any love over there is much appreciated. Um, I get people that come over to the stream all the time that are like, oh, yeah, I, f I first found you from Mog Talk, which is really cool. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that happens literally all the time. It happens all wow. the time. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. A lot of people that watch that interaction come to the stream. So, um, so yeah, Twitch is my main thing. I stream on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Pacific time. That's the West Coast of the United States. And uh, right now, <laughs> I'm going through, um, again, Heaven's Ward. So if you guys are interested, if you want to come and see someone voice act the characters when they're missing it and taking notes and talking lore and just having a good time, that's the that's the place to find me. I would plug my Twitter, but I got rid of it, and I feel like I'm a much happier person since I got rid of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a Twitter to plug. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I yeah. mean, it is a blast to have you on the show, man. It, it really Thank is. Thank you. And I appreciate you coming back Thank and you. doing this. And anytime that you want to come on, I'm more than happy to have you on and talk to Thank you, you about the story. So, uh, Yeah, it's Moose. always really fun being on. Yeah, Moose, do you want to do yours? I don't want to hold Pyro. So I'm just, I'm sure, no, no, we're, yeah, we're, sure. we're good. Sure I mean, I think I, before, before yeah. I say anything about me, I just want to say, like, th again, thank you. Like, when we talked that one time, I wasn't sure if we were going to do another one of these. If you'd go back to, <laughs> wow, like, you know, you never know what these things. You could go anyway. You could go yeah. off and play, you know, New World or, you know, like, who knows? So... I'm glad we got to do this again. I, yeah, I hope too. you keep doing what you're doing. I I get DMs about you all the time. Like, keep it up. <laughs> keep being awesome. Um, as far as promoting stuff about me goes, I mean, I live in the basement and read books. Uh, you just talk to me anywhere. Uh, bother me at, at AnonymousXIV on Twitter. I'm in the forums. I'm in the Gamer Escape Discord. I'm in Ethis's Discord. I'm in every Discord. Um, but that's, that's all I'm here for. I'm in the basement reading books. Come ask me questions. That's the end. Just be excellent to each other. Be excellent well to each other is a really good phrase to leave this off on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thank you for watching this. It was a pleasure to come out and do this. Uh, and, even, and we did it kind of on short notice for just a few days. Uh, heads up. And I really do appreciate that as well. Uh, we will be having another show next week discussing the live letter. Uh, we're going to bring Zeno and Arthas on. So it'll be a pretty noisy episode. Uh, if you've ever watched either one of them stream before. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I do have to do my own thanks here. I got to thank both of you again, Moose, you think fuck you're here every single time Anytime. because it would be such a worse conversation without you here. <laughs> <laughs> Pyro, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so excited to see you. your development in the Final Fantasy 14 community and where that kind of leads to. Uh, and it, it's in Walker's looking real good, man. It, 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 <laughs> it, both like story-wise and community-wise our community is looking like it's getting into a really good shape and i think you're yeah. gonna make a great addition to that so thank you uh, welcome thanks and, thank you very uh, much yeah and i do want to say uh thank you very much to my pregnant wife who is putting up with me doing this every week <laughs> so, uh, real round of applause there real yeah. round of applause let's <laughs> thank, go thank you thank you yeah uh you know and she's uh Dealing with me kind of going out and spending a few hours uh, just dicking around and talking about Final Fantasy XIV. It means a lot she puts up with that. 
Uh, and then also thank you, Andre Kane, for the music and the intro and the closing, of course, all the mods, and of course, everyone else that's here in the chat watching the show. And until next time, remember, be good, keep cool. Uh, I'm not going to say I, I don't like saying the statement. Stay often. frosty! Ah! Stay frosty! Oh, bye, guys! <laughs> hey, y'all, Bubbles the Patreon. Uh, Bunny here again, uh, just coming in to do my job. You know, last week I was in a, a dark hallway, and I wasn't really very safe, and... You know, that turned out to be very true. And so now, you know, now I'm here. I guess that's just how the carrot crumbles, you know? Well, let me go ahead and do my job, because that's not going to stop me from thanking the people who support Mog Talk. So, first off, let me thank Ockmornin, which is a great rating resource for anyone who actually wants to get into rating. And then there is TeamCraft, a great crafting resource that you can go check out if you want to get together with other crafters or just do some stuff on your own. And then we have Bay's Temperance, which is a great organization that does PvE events for the community. Then we have some really just cool people who help out with the show. Dude is Antonio, D Fury, who's also known as the Qued Guy. Then there's Daniel H, JJ, uh, Megan C, Nami, Psyche, and Tagalong. All these people are very, very wonderful, and I, I think they, they, they help us get this show going. So if you want to help, you can also join our Patreon uh, support page. Just uh, maybe we'll put a link somewhere. I don't know. Patreon slash Frosty TV, and you can get mugs and sweatshirts and all kinds of kinds of little things but uh, I, I appreciate you just being here and uh, maybe i'll find a better place next week we'll we'll see uh, until next time remember uh be good and stay safe bye